Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Sustained effort and violence. It can be a total goat rodeo. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? This is why nobody else can get on the sug boat. You know what? We couldn't get on the sug boat. It's a test. What's the point of kissing his ass if we can't get on the sug boat? It's a test. Y'all are haters and non-believers. Sug, sug. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in washington we're on 1250 930 online pr927fm.com and you can find us on facebook live and on youtube live you can watch the show right there and check us out and comment question whatever you got for us today leave it right there in the chat box we will be monitoring throughout this three hour journey all right, uh, coming up on today's program, Double B, Brian Bailey joins us at 3.30. We'll talk about what's going on at ECU and a recap the greatest weekend of NFL playoff football in our lives. Uh, also coming up later on in the show, Bo Bats. He's got some news on the Pitt County Girls Softball League, and I figured while he was here, we'll fire up some trivia. It's a rematch between the old and the young, Bo versus Chandler, part two. Craig uh, Chandler, uh, did Bo get you the first time around? Uh, what well, we might have to check the archives. That would be going back a long time, at least four years ago. If Chandler won, he would have remembered. That is, Bo I mean, there is won. no doubt. That is such a Troy D answer right there. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I mean, think you, I won. Uh, no, there's no way. You think you won? I think I got Bo Bats. All Bo right. Bats will be here to settle it. Maybe well, Bo Bats will remember <laughs> better than say I would. He's gonna say he won. Uh, I think Bo won. He did. You know what he did win. <laughs> he he did win. I know. I know for a fact he did win. Okay, that was See. easy. Because I remember him saying something about it, like a like you know a Bobats little joke at yeah. the end. We don't want you as a character witness. I mean, up on the stand for you. I know. I mean, that, we're talking about four years ago. There's no way Clip did that. Well, I know for a fact actually he did. And you know, I mean, you changed in a matter of minutes there, Chad. Most of my questions are things that happened over four years ago. So you might be in trouble <laughs> on today's. Uh, uh, but we will play some trivia with Chandler and Bo coming up at 4 o'clock. 5 o'clock hour, Troy D is here. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer uh, in Studio B. And to my left, looking like George Costanza with the Gore-Tex code today, Jonathan Ellerby. Hello, Ellerby. Yeah, I was debating whether to take my jacket off because I got a bolt after the uh, little segment here to go for a couple of meetings this afternoon. So I was like, you know what? I still, I just went outside too. I went to UBE and got a nice diet Mountain Dew. And, uh, you know, it's it's warm outside, but I'm still got that cold feeling. Uh, I wouldn't feeling. say warm necessarily. Warmer. I mean, you don't. Yeah. I don't need this jacket anymore, basically. Nah. But, I mean, I just feel more comfortable in it. Yeah, so. you look nice and comfy. I've noticed you had your hood on, like, on top of your head, on your hoodie there. Because it is not warm outside. Right. So, uh, it but, is, but it's not as cold as it was this past weekend. Very true. When the was, snow was falling. It was a cold one, uh, a snow weekend. Mm-hmm. great time to it's still out there sit inside and uh watch some football and uh, let's start there ellerby we had ecu baseball media day today 
so we will uh we got a lot of stuff on that coming up on today's show and throughout the week uh we have a basketball game to talk about which i did not watch you didn't watch the pirates no didn't watch the cougars i watched the tip off and then the second half of the nfl game started and i never looked back and i do not regret that decision there was really not much to look back at no it was was a total goat radio goat rodeo (laughs) a complete and utter goat rodeo it could be a total goat rodeo do we uh, not agree? Uh, would some ambitious pirate fan like to look up the score since Brandon Suggs got hurt and hasn't played between East Carolina and their opponents? Because it's gonna, it's going to do a lot for us uh, Suggs believers out there. Uh, that things did not go well in Houston. We'll we'll talk about it some today. We'll recap it with Cy Seymour coming up on Tuesday. But the one of the worst all time performances in ECU basketball history took place on saturday and Sai's going to give houston a lot of credit because it's a tough league and they're a good team they're one of the best teams in the country top 10 right now but uh, east carolina absolutely did not put any performance worthy of television or streaming or anything out there and uh hopefully they'll flush it and uh, hey can they sweep memphis on thursday and then take that momentum for another opportunity to beat Cincinnati at noon on Sunday. So uh, the great thing about basketball, not unlike football, you don't have to wait a complete full week. They'll get their opportunity for two more games this week. Memphis finally got a W. They knocked off uh, Tulsa, so people can stop disrespecting Penny Hardaway. Stop uh, disrespecting me, bro. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. The, the value of penny had gone down, huh? <laughs> the value, you know, the value of the American penny has uh, has taken a hit. It was dis- it was totally disrespected. Uh, Stop disrespecting me, bro! Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, have Chris Rock and Little Penny to his press conference. Hey, Penny. Uh, Steve Hill says Clipper. Clipper. And he said, "Tell Ellerby I found some out of season jelly beans today." Wow. You know what? I got some jelly beans for the snow break. They it was How? They, How'd you find them? Where are you finding these said <laughs> they, jelly beans? They were on the bottom shelf. I mean, you had to look for them. They just they weren't in your face about it. Now, so. Easter is jelly bean season, it but is. and it's um, coming around the corner. There are like there's Valentine's jelly beans out there too probably, right? Some pink. And, Please tell me. <laughs> if I find some. If you find you I want yeah. I want a picture. All right. Of a Valentine jelly bean. Steve. Know, are they expanding into other holidays? What's <laughs> next? What's next? Ellerby's one of the more rational you know, intelligent people I know, but this is the dumbest take I've ever heard in my life. Christmas that, jelly beans? That you think jelly beans are only out one time a year is insane. Maybe you've cracked the code. Those Thanksgiving jelly beans. He's an insane person. <laughs> it was NFL divisional jelly beans. Is there an Asala asylum that I can call on for advertising? He's a crazy man. All right, uh, Ellerby, let's talk about the football. You are... Uh, you're not an empty complaint guy when you have a complaint you have a solution you are mr solution i try as my solution guy let's figure out nfl overtime right now what are we going to do moving forward i I think the easiest thing is they don't need to adopt the college rules where they start at the 25 but uh, each team should just get a possession so when the chiefs scored they should have kicked off to the bills and then the bills got a possession and then it's basically match or it's sudden death at that point yeah it's sudden death once, uh, or it, you know, the Chiefs. Everybody gets possession. If the Chiefs punt, then it's su- then the sudden death begins once the other team gets the ball. So that's very reasonable. Now, what happens after that is a tie. 
if they go off, well, it can't happen in the playoffs because no. they got they have to play till. I'm saying so what happens, then it keeps going back and forth. If the Bills, if the Chiefs punt, or if the uh, what else, the Chiefs scored and the Bills, and the Bills scored and, and we're tied, and the Bills scored, maybe 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 the only thing you do is you make the uh, Bills have to go for two. But that's not really fair either because it comes down to the the coin toss again. It's got to be equal somehow, some way. Then you just take maybe you just take away the extra point in overtime. And the, the Chiefs score, they got to go. You for have two. to go for two every time. You score a touchdown. Yeah. Okay. I I think the fairest thing is that each team gets gets the ball. Definitely gets gets a possession. And uh, but that's not the rules, and it sucks for the Bills because I was really I really was hoping my ideal situation before this weekend. After I was talking with some friends about it on Friday, was that uh, the the Bills and the Packers, the two smallest markets, played in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl. With all their fans yeah. going out there, that would have been kind of a neat story. But uh, obviously, that's not going to happen. But uh, I was really pulling for the once the the Bills kind of got down to the last. I thought they were the uh, one of the best stories left. But uh, you know, the Bengals are out there, and we are. Uh, and Ellerby is a tad older than me, but kind of reliving our childhoods here with the Bills and Bengals this far into the playoffs, and now of course the Chiefs are, are what they are. But to have the Bengals back in the championship game uh i was telling a bengals fan i think i kind of remember watching washington and denver in that super bowl in my living room but i definitely the first clear memories of a super bowl i have is bengals 49ers and i guess everybody there had bet on the 49ers all the adults or something because i like the bengals uniform so i was i was cheering for them and I remember getting some bad looks. Like, we're not pulling for them. We're pulling for the other team. You weren't pulling for Boomer. So you are pulling for Boomer. I was pulling for Boomer. And then Montana hit John Taylor for a touchdown right. to win the game late. But that is the first Super Bowl I can clearly remember. The Bengals were a part of it. And then they have not done anything until this year uh, since that moment. Yeah, I can remember the Bengals in the 82 Super Bowl. And uh, they, they both those games were against the 49ers. And they both scores were like 20 to 16. It was... It was really, really kind. Of, if you if you fact check the scores there, but uh, I think you know Joe Burrow. I, I think it's cool. First time since '89, the Bengals. I know their city has got to be super excited, but uh, they got a tall task to knock off. Uh, you know Patrick Mahomes, and uh, who's trying to get to a third straight Super Bowl. I came across a YouTube video yesterday, and it was the last playoff win for every team in the National Football League. And when it came across for the Cincinnati Bengals, Ike Woods was carrying the ball for them mm-hmm. in 1990. And for Troy D's Bears, the last time they won a playoff game, Jay Cutler was their quarterback. What about the Lions? I did not. I didn't. Who was their quarterback? Mm. There's your sports what, trivia on, on Wednesday night clip. That's, was a, that's, a, that's a good one. Who was I'm their gonna quarterback? I'm going to guess Scott Mitchell, but it was probably before that. Was was, uh, was Wayne Fonts? Is that his name? Was yeah. he was he the coach yeah. when the Lions last won a playoff game in 1990 or? somewhere in there it's it's been quite quite a long time but uh certainly i mean if you look i was scrolling through the list of super bowls like you know this is what 56 coming up if you look at like the last 10 to 15 years i mean it's just new england kansas city i mean there's not a lot of diversity when it comes there's to, more to, on the nfc side than a the little AFC. bit but even the last few i mean san francisco and la have both been in 
uh, the Super Bowls. Yeah, with, it, with, Tampa was in it last year, but the two previous years was either L.A. and then San Francisco the year before. Kind of with different teams, though, different looks. I mean, the Rams had golf. They're completely different now, I think, with everything they've added. Uh, by the way, I think this guy went to NC State, LRB, the quarterback for the Lions. Eric Kramer? Yeah. Yeah, he did. So I guess that was a little before the uh, Kramer? the Scott Mitchell era. Yeah. Eric Ooh, Kramer. Where'd Scott Mitchell play college ball? He was the big uh, left-hander. Big lefty. Yeah, I don't know. I, I remember he had, just like all Lions quarterbacks, had a lot of potential. Of course, the Lions are watching their quarterback go to the NFC Championship game this yeah. year, <laughs> who played for them for 12 years. There was a video that came across um, Shirley's computer today. It was a video of a guy wearing a Matthew Stafford Lions jersey. Like, he was still a Lions fan, but, like, he's doing all he can to cheer for Matt, Matthew Stafford, you know, who was with Detroit and suffered there for all those years. So, you know, those Detroit fans are still loving and respecting him, unlike they do uh, Penny Hardaway. LRB, Alex Smith is, has the seventh most yards for his school. Uh, Scott Mitchell is the school's all-time leading passer. Name that school. I can see it. <laughs> uh, he is a Ute yeah. of Utah. I did not. Know I would that. not have ever guessed Utah. I would have had him out of like Michigan State or some Big Ten school somewhere. Yeah. Not not Utah. Interesting. He was a Ute. All right. So the Chiefs beat the Bills in OT, which was the game of the year, which followed up what we thought would be what? the game of the day. Like you didn't know if it was going to be able to like one up the 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 three previous games this weekend. Every game went down. Every was a walk off. Every game went down to a field goal at the end of regulation. But they're all walk-offs. and every game was a walk off. I, I mean, unreal. And that followed up last night the the Rams Bucks game where the Rams tried to give it away. Uh, I was kind of following the um, the Barstool guys while I was watching it. At every time Cam Akers fumbled or the center snapped it over Matt Stafford's head. Uh, or the, a guy would drop a pass for the Rams, they'd say, Tom Brady did it again. Like, Tom Brady didn't have a hand in a lot of what happened yesterday, but it's just that Brady magic it's where... It's just him being in the presence The other team completely freaks out. And, of course, Brady made a nice throw on the bomb to Evans and then had another touch. Uh, Fournette had a late touchdown. Fourth and one. But, man, the Rams did all they could to give that away. And then the Bucks, for some reason, leave Cooper Cup open a couple times, and that's all. Why? Well, so, who's the loneliest person on the plane if the Rams lose to the Bucks? Is it Gay, the kicker, who missed the could ah, ice the game, came up short, and then or Acres who fumbled the ball there? Got to be Acres because Stafford. But they got to be sitting next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> you put two them two together. It could be Cup because his fumble kind of yeah, started. He the, had a fumble. His too. fumble started the comeback, but. <laughs> Boy, we're talking about going from goat to hero right there with those big catches at the end of the game. So the Rams roll on. That's uh, I think I like still in baby. It uh, was, playoff team and they're hosting the NFC Championship, baby. It was a, a I I got to admit when I was watching that game, the the first thing I thought of was especially in that sequence where Von Miller forces a, a fumble. Oh man, they recover it, and on the very next play, the center snaps the ball past Matt Stafford, and then you know the Bucks recover that fumble. And I'm thinking to myself, first of all, I don't think I've ever seen that sequence in a football game, you know, consecutively. My next thought was, whoever's putting the highlight package together on this thing needs to have the Benny Hill theme music underneath it. 
because it is just it was just absolutely comical at, at certain points in the game. It was the only game not affected by bad weather too. Yeah, and they, uh, they're just out there fumbling all over the place. It, it was, was very beautiful. strange. It made me kind of jealous watching that uh, game. How warm it was. I like the mixture of we had the, the beautiful snow Saturday night mm-hmm. during the Packers Niners game, and then the uh, just sunny skies of Tampa. I kind of like the the mix there uh, watching these games. Well, was, was it your- windy in Tampa because they were talking about? Uh, uh, the kicker for the Rams were, were having was having trouble. Maybe so in yeah, the I mean, pregame. But clear sky. I mean, it, it looked beautiful there. Oh yeah. It but did. the turf in Green Bay, like it just turned to ice. It was like an ice rink out there, pretty much. Well, that's what Lambeau Field. I yeah. mean, it's the frozen tundra. Your, yeah. your, your thoughts on Antonio Brown's tweet? I mean, what, what a tweet? what a joke. He had a picture. Somebody had put a picture of him. I don't think he created it. He probably just put it out there and got it from somebody else. But he's in the end zone with his oh. shirt off, and he's holding up a sign, and it said, what, Bucks lose or something Bucks like eliminated. That. Yeah, I think Bucks I did eliminated. see that. Yeah, I saw yeah, yeah. that. No, he's a, a moron. I don't know. But he, he's like a consistent moron. Yeah. I, but before the game, I, and I guess I, I don't know if he hates the Bucks or what, but before the game, he sent out a – Good luck, Tom. You know Instagram or whatever. Do you think he he's like know, really? He do you think he's mentally ill, or like, or do you think it's calculated crazy? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't <laughs> even think he's mentally ill. I think he's I'm not entitled. Gonna diagnose <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't I think it's. I think more, it's a way to get attention. Yeah, I think it's more of a yeah more of an entitlement attitude than he's had a track record of you know not being the most stable. Will he be person. in the league next year? Uh, somebody would give him a shot if he wants to play, probably. I would think Who so. Who would that be? Anybody. Dallas, somebody. Everybody, you all these Dallas? people. Yeah, Dallas is the first <laughs> thing that came to mind. All these people think that they can fix people, whether it be if you have mechanical issues at quarterback or if you have a off-the-field problem. The egos of these people in the league think that they can be the one to change them and fix them. So and the thing is, somewhere. too, Antonio Brown is a great wide receiver. Like he could, he would have the bugs he's yesterday. Just, he's talented, yeah. So, um, yeah, they're just taking a risk with the, his off the field issues. All right, yeah. what's the best matchup for the Super Bowl now? What's the best for your opinion that you want to see? Well, Chiefs. I mean, Bengals are fun, just not quite yet. So it would be Chiefs Rams. Chiefs Rams. Worst matchup would be the opposite. I mean, the Niners. Uh, if we're are we talking about just like enjoying a fun game? Like the Niners are boring. Yeah, Niners Bengals would not be a good game. They won that game without Bengals scoring. Are fun. Yeah, it, Bengals anything, are fun. Yeah, the Bengals are fun. The Chiefs are fun. Uh, Bengals and Chiefs played maybe the mo- the best regular season game where they just went crazy back and forth, scoring late. It's all about the Niners. And did you see how they won the other night? They blocked the field they goal. Didn't they blocked score. the punt. The offense didn't score. They're gonna muck it up. They are not now. They got uh, Debo is awesome. What they do makes me frustrated because we have a great player in Washington named Terry McLaurin, and we can't find a way to get him the ball. The defense knows it's going to him, and he just gets shut down. That's why Kyle Shanahan is one of the geniuses in the NFL. He gets Debo Samuel in the backfield, gives him touches, and he is a very – he's not even that exciting as a football player. He's just a good football player. Puts Trent Williams in motion. Yeah. Like oh, by some, the way, he played for Washington too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
stuff like that is what makes Kyle Shanahan. I was watching these games, LRB, and at one point I said, it is amazing that Washington is in this league that these teams play in. It was like a different level of football. It was frustrating. But anyway, just to you. No. <laughs> Did you think that as a Panthers fan? Watching these I think games? about it all the time. Watching these quarterbacks? Like these guys I think about are allowed it with to East play? Carolina watching Alabama play. Like yeah. we're in Division One college yeah. football with, with these guys. Are yeah. the Panthers and the football team trying to uh just create just, our own league? So far are they, are they that far out of out of line? We're in the Right now, yes. We're in the G twelve, which is the group of twelve teams that are nowhere close <laughs> to the other ones. Who, who, uh, we wait you haven't seen our flag? <laughs> Stop disrespecting me, bro. Is, is like, there, don't do that. Is there one team you don't want to win the Super Bowl? Or several teams, or you don't care? Now, any four of these teams win the Super Bowl, it's not going to upset you. The order, side. I want to see them win Rams, and that's for personal reasons. Like, because I picked them, I put I have a future on them. I, it'd be the most fun to see the Bengals win, because it's always fun to see a new team win. Right. I guess that never... also has an ECU alum on that team. Yes. Yeah, we get uh, Deontay a ring. Uh, and tied for last would be the Niners because they're boring and the Chiefs because they've already won. That's my opinion. Gotcha. Now, how about you? I mean, you have no skin in the game at all. I, I don't have any skin in the game. I, I think it would be cool for uh, Deontay Smith to win a Super Bowl. So he's on the Bengals. So that would be storyline number one. I think the Rams have the best head coach out of the four, maybe. This big the, Bay. Who's, the Rams have the best? Well, If you were picking a head coach, who would you pick? I mean, Andy Reid. I don't. I wouldn't pick Andy Reid. I would go with the young gun. I would go Sean McVay. McVay and Shanahan are about equal. Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I would put one and one A. But I mean, I think I just think McVay. He's, you know, I would put him there. And then you wouldn't take the Bengals coach because you don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. <laughs> I don't even know where he came from. Oh, uh, is it Zach Taylor? Zach Taylor. Was yeah. he the offensive coordinator for where? Last. I don't know. See, nobody knows about him. Yeah, but which would make it a great story if you know. You don't really bring up Marvin Lewis's name much during these Bengals playoffs run, have they? No. Have they really talked no. about him? No, I have not heard his name. No. They're disrespecting him, bro. Stop uh, disrespecting me, bro. Like, don't do that. Ran, he was the Rams quarterbacks coach See? before becoming the Bengals head coach. I said this last week, but uh, we've all stopped sending the uh, the picture of all the Washington assistants, McVay. Uh, LaFleur and Shanahan. We got that out of our system. They were all there in Washington together. Uh, Steve on the overtime thing says, here's an idea. Have Buffalo's defense stop the Chiefs. So you're cool with the lame old overtime rules? I just don't know why. You you do a coin toss, and then whoever wins the coin toss can defer or take the ball. And then it doesn't end. I mean, each team gets a possession. Yeah, that's that's old. Especially country. in the playoffs. Mike says, why don't they play eight-minute overtime periods? I don't think there needs it to be a time limit. Because then, I mean, it could go into another overtime. Maybe, they got to figure wh- out. What about this? Maybe in the regular season, they do the current, like the first one to score wins. And then. And, yeah, but even then, that affects playoff spots. But I. And then in playoffs, then each team gets it. Playoffs, playoffs. Both both teams. Why don't we do your idea? You get both teams get the ball. If we're tied after that, we do like the uh, the college thing and start at the forty or something. In the all all around, like the Chiefs get the ball at the Bills forty. They we'll see what happens, and then the Bills eliminate the the kickoff to start at the fifty. Yeah, either way, to start each team gets a possession at the fifty. Yeah, I mean you're pretty much going to guarantee a field goal. For, I mean, I would say there's a 70% chance one team's going to get a field goal because they're going to get at least 
five to fifteen yards. And maybe, I mean, most I mean some of these field goal kickers, the these elite kickers can 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 ding it if the conditions are right, sixty yards, no problem. Yeah, I saw the numbers today. The the in the playoffs, it's like in these current overtime rules, ninety percent of the teams that got the ball first one. It happens pretty much every time. And the regular season, it's like fifty two or fifty four percent. Well, and the other thing, I mean, the Chiefs win the coin toss and they're at home. So I mean, that percentage of getting the ball first in overtime at home is a huge advantage, in my opinion. Redbeard asked, why are we not talking about Tana Turnover and Burger King Henry? <laughs> All right, you're going to talk about them. Ryan Tannehill stinks. Oh. Steven Iger. There's gonna, definitely not playoff Tanny. I know that for a he's fact. He's going to get on me about that one. And uh, that, look, great job on Derrick Henry uh, by the Bengals the other day. In fact, Deontay Foreman looked better running the ball than he did. Um, how many times did Tan- did uh, Burrow get sacked? Nine times. You sack a guy nine, nine times. I said, it, I said it the other day. And I lose said, the game. I said they're going to have to get to Joe Burrow, which they did nine separate times. And then, I mean, there was two times where one was a delay of game, the other was a, a, a timeout. Well, if you sack him at the same time, it's usually a late hit. To what? What? I'm sorry. It's, I mean, he's like nine separate times. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they just kept going at him. And yeah. Him. I mean, so if you sack him, you know. Oh, you need to go, right, Ellery? Yeah, I can leave. I do want to. <laughs> I want to. We'll talk about it with Bailey. That penalty that they called on the Eric Weddle hit on, who was it, Mike oh, Evans? The, yeah, the ball was. They yes. hit the ground, so it was a dead ball foul. I, I, that was a very technical call that I don't recall seeing. Well, and, and, and it had to be right because Tom Brady would have been a, the beneficiary of a, of the better call. Tom Brady getting a flag yesterday. How about that? Brady uh, tasting his own blood. Yeah. Von Miller, once again, getting into the backfield, causing problems for the Rams. I think the Rams' uh, free agent pickups are starting to pay dividends for him now. Think so? I mean, I just think that's everybody at first, they weren't really doing anything. But now, I think... Now in the playoffs, Von Miller and... They pulled a Bucks. They brought yeah. in a veteran quarterback. They mm. built a dream team, and they're going to see if they can win it this year. I think they can. All right, uh, Ellerby, enjoyed it, man. See you next time. Pirates lost by 40. Yeah, ask Bailey about that. We no. didn't really break about. I don't want to break down the, the goat rodeo. Just see what he thought. All right, we'll do. Take a timeout, come back. Double B, Brian Bailey joins us next. Saw a great stat. Should we bring up the stat with Bailey? that Patrick Mahomes had a 13-second drive and it took less time than Dak Prescott's 14-second run. You got to because <laughs> yeah, you got to because it's going to make great radio. Remind but. me to do it at the end of the segment. So okay. if he hangs up on you, yeah, you need, then we'll okay. already be done. All right, so. fair, fair. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back, back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. They are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. 
visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Broad. All righty, back with you here. Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. A rough one for ECU basketball. and I mean, all-time rough one. All-time worst performance ever. Shooting the basketball. Uh, didn't get into it with Ellerby. We'll discuss it a little bit now. Uh, and, of course, the awesome weekend of football. As Double B, Brian Bailey, joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Bailey, how you doing, man? Not too bad. How are you? Doing great. And we'll get to the awesome uh, playoff weekend, but we'll talk a little uh, Pirate Hoops here. I uh, watched the opening tip-off. East Carolina got behind. And, Bailey, I went back to the uh, second half of the NFL playoff game on Saturday night and uh did not look back so i was uh i was not paying attention to the slaughter that took place in houston on saturday but east carolina loses it 79 to 36 east carolina on the day eight for 50 from the field one of 19 from the three-point line one of the worst shooting performances uh if not the worst in ecu basketball history bailey yeah, it really was, and it was uh, is a shame because the Pirates finally got some momentum going, and then the UCF game, you know, it was one of those deals. They had the big lead, and then they lost the big lead, lost the game, and then you go to a Houston team that well remembers last year when East Carolina stunned the world by uh, upsetting them here at Williams Arena. But uh, it was it was a it was really a dogfight, and it without any fight. I mean, it was just a dog of a game, basically. I mean, it, it just started off poorly, and East Carolina never really got anything going. We went out to eat that night, and we were watching the playoff game, and I said, oh, I forgot. The Pirates were playing, so I put the score on to see what the score was, and it was 29-4, to and I was stunned that it was 29-4. to And, I, you know, you hate it for, for Coach Dooley. You hate it for the program. Sometimes you run into a buzzsaw like that, and I think that, you know, with but their numbers like they are right now, and there are no excuses. I mean, Joe would be the first one to tell you there are no excuses for a performance like that. But uh, it was just, it was really disheartening. I said last week I'd rather get blown out than to blow a lead and lose at the end like they did against UCF. I was not ready for them to put that theory to the test, uh, and they certainly did on Saturday. Uh, but I still I will say it. I feel a lot worse about that UCF loss than I do about that Houston loss, Bailey, because that's one that – we had penciled in as a W uh, when you're up by 20 points in that game last week. Yeah, and I see both sides of that too because I also see if you know you lose that game and, and you're thinking about what might have been, you know you're just as good as that team, if not better. Uh, I think when you get blown out like they did against Houston, you're kind of thinking like, man, we're not even in that league. At least you weren't on that night. But uh, we all know that you know those things happen, and it's it's like you said, very disheartening and. You just hate it for the guys, and, and you know, not having a couple of key players out there really hurt them, but they shouldn't have hurt them, you know, 40, 50 points worth. Pirates back in action coming up this Thursday, late night, 9 o'clock tip-off on ESPN2 against Memphis. They've already knocked off the Tigers once this year. They'll try to do it again on the road this time coming up Thursday night. Then East Carolina back home. Hopefully we can get a crowd there uh, to Minji Saturday when the Pirates take on Cincinnati. Uh, fought back against them after going down big. East Carolina's been down big in the last, what, uh, three out of the last four games uh, where it was able to win one against Memphis. Uh, but they showed they can go toe-to-toe with Cincinnati in the second half. I expect that one to be a good one on Saturday, Bailey. Or Sunday, I'm sorry. Sunday at noon. Sunday, yeah. Sunday at noon. 
And we'll have to see what the crowd's like in that one. I think a lot is going to depend on the Memphis game. The Pirates play tough against Memphis. Maybe we can pull off the upset. Maybe we'll get more people in. But the 12 noon on Sunday for Pirate basketball, you can go to the game and you can come back and watch the NFC and the AFC championship game. Sets up a great sports day. Uh, head over to Menji's Sunday at noon and then get ready for some great football games. And, man, talk about living up to the hype uh bailey you had the chiefs and bills and we set it up as i said you know one of the best divisional matchups i can remember on paper and it certainly lived up to the hype and the entire weekend was just amazing and uh i heard somebody say we earned that after kind of a bad wild card weekend this past weekend of football and bailey you've been around a little longer than i have uh it's the best i can remember how about you in in the playoffs yeah, I can remember some some years where you know a couple of the games were really good, but this was something. All four games ended on the last play. Uh, three of them, the visitors win, and you really thought it was going to go four for four with the visitors winning. But uh, Kansas City came back, Mahomes magic with the thirteen seconds, and uh, it was yeah, it, I, it was really it's hard to put a finger on it. What what all went on in, in, the, in the whole day because. You know, and you forget now, you don't even talk about the Tampa Bay comeback. I mean, what a great comeback that they had. But it got overshadowed by, you know, the Rams coming back, lining up, kicking the field goal. We were talking about it last segment. It's frustrating for myself as a Washington fan, for Chandler as a Panthers fan, uh, because we, we don't have a quarterback and we're nowhere near to these other teams' QBs. How about you, Bailey, when you're watching that game? You've got your QB that you drafted that you think is your franchise guy. But when you watch that, do you say, well, we don't have a guy that's in the level of Mahomes and Allen and Brady and these guys? Or uh, or do you think, you know, we should be there playing with these guys this weekend? Yeah, what was your take watching that game, watching the games this weekend? I was kind of glad to see other coaches make dumb mistakes. Uh, and I think there were several of them made. Uh, I think I don't think Dak Prescott is on the same level as the guys you mentioned, although he is being paid probably like the guys you mentioned. I think he still has something to prove, and maybe he's still got time to prove it. I think you make, you know, the big money should come in the playoffs. But the problem is when they were going through whether they should pay Dak or not, if you don't pay him, he goes somewhere else, who are you going to put in there? Yep. You're kind of in a catch-22. You do have a quarterback who can win football games for you. But, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of you kind of hope that your team – and the way the NFL is, it's cyclical. So next, next year there will be a whole new batch of teams – along with three or four of the ones that, you know, I don't see Buffalo going anywhere, especially yeah. playing in the AFC East. You know, I, I think Kansas City, as long as they have Mahomes, they'll still be there. And then a lot of well, it depends on injuries and stuff, too. Every year there are, like, three or four teams that missed the playoffs the previous year that make it. But, you know, are, are the Bengals a mainstay now with Joe Burrow? Or I don't think they're a flash in the pan they're going to be a contender every year, but are they going to be a playoff team every year with Burrow? We're going to have to see about that. You know, the Chargers with Justin Herbert, do they take another step next year? So uh, the AFC is just riddled with young, talented quarterbacks right now. Yeah, they are, and, and it's going to be just a matter of you know who stays healthy and what goes on as far as, as that goes late in the season, who can, you know, who can play their best football. You know, you look at the 49ers. You know, arguably they've beaten, you know, they beat the number three seed and beat the number one seed, but are they playing their best football? I'm not sure you can say they, they are. They're just playing really soft and <laughs> making a lot of mistakes. Well, I saw you tweet. You had a good tweet, Bailey, about your, your issues really bubbling to the surface in the playoffs. And you said with Dallas, 
it was uh, penalties and discipline. And with Green Bay, it was special teams, and uh, the 49ers exposed them on both of those. They did, and that's what that's what good teams do. They, they expose your weaknesses. And, and I know San Francisco's got to have some weaknesses because their record wasn't all that great in the regular season. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how the Rams and 49ers play this one out. The Bills, Chiefs, Rams, and even the Bengals with, with Burrow slinging it to Chase and Higgins and Boyd and those guys, they're kind of playing modern football. The 49ers are playing defense, special teams, and they're playing – old school high school football where you just give the ball to your best player and that's Debo Samuel and they got him at wide receiver they'll give him about 12 15 carries at running back and they'll throw one to Kittle every now and then but other than that they they are they're basically telling Jimmy Garoppolo to take the snap and give it to a playmaker and get out of the way uh they they're not playing the same style of football that these other teams are playing but it is working for them right now yeah, and if you, you know, if you tell me that hey, uh, Green Bay is not going to give up a touchdown on offense, <laughs> San Francisco is not going to get an offensive touchdown. Yeah, uh, they'll get a couple field goals. Who do you like in the game? Well, you take Green Bay. You know, Aaron Rodgers is good for two or three or four, but it didn't turn out that way. So you know, it's kind of like the the whole, you know, all the stuff that was going on in Dallas last week when they were upset. Then all they moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and to Green Bay, Wisconsin. So they were both one seeds, and they got beat. So yeah, it's. I joked with my buddy Brian Meadow today. I said, Dallas can get you on a run because the Giants, at least one of those times, the Giants went all the way through. They started as like a seven seed. Yeah. And they bounced, you know, bounced through Dallas out and won a Super Bowl. So. Uh, real quick, Bailey, a stat to consider. I saw this today. Um, Patrick Mahomes led a 13 second drive at the end of that game to tie it. Um, that was less time than Dak's run that end, ended the game against San Francisco. That was 14 seconds. Yeah, and I think it's apples and oranges because he, Mahomes had had two timeouts. So I mean, you can do a lot with timeouts. And right. Dak fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, I, I still say they shouldn't have run the football with 14 seconds because I still say that it was a miracle that they got lined up and didn't get a penalty that would have ran the clock out anyway. So I'll tell you what I saw this weekend, Bailey. Everybody popping up, giving the ball to the ref. How many times did coaches tell their players that after the Dallas game? Well, that – and and I'm not I'm not sure if, if, if the rule says that any official has to touch the football before you put it in play or if it has to be the right. line judge that comes flying up because the line judge never touched it in the Ram game. He was way back. He was back there further than the old boy that – when the Cowboys last week, I think he was still in in Dallas when he was trying to get up to the line of scrimmage in or in Tampa. And one more thing on on Dallas, Bailey. Like we are January twenty fourth. You know, you got the conference championships, Super Bowl. It it kind of feels like we're we're towards the end of the coaching cycle and all that. But uh, I don't know. And this is might just be people trying to get clicks and and reads and all that, but. It, there's been some comments from Jerry Jones. Like, do you feel like McCarthy's 100 percent back next year? No, I don't think it's 100. percent So it's still not a done deal yet, in your opinion. But I think it's most likely. Right. It sounds like it's most likely the case. I think if if something, you know, I really thought Kellen Moore was the golden child, but he, I don't think the offense did a whole lot late. And then Dan Quinn's defense, and those defensive guys for Dallas who were so bad the year before. And there were some new parts, obviously. You know, Michael Parsons, most certainly. Yeah. But, I mean, they really like the way Dan Quinn coached the defense. I'm hoping that somehow they get through with both those guys not getting a head coaching job and they come back to Dallas next year. But I think. Well, they're coming after Quinn, right? 
teams are going after yeah. him. Somebody's somebody's interviewing. I think Kellen Moore's interviewed at least three times already. I think Dan huh. interviewed two or three, and I think the Giants have him today, or or maybe I think it's today they were scheduled to get with him. So, well, I would I would hate that if the Giants got him. I really like him. I think he did a great job with that defense. It was fun to watch Dallas on defense this year. Uh, Jason Garrett is available, Bailey. If you need another offensive That's coordinator. He just needs somebody to figure out the clock out, man. Somebody's <laughs> got to be the clock coach. I may, I may send a, an email to Mike McCarthy and just volunteer. Just put down your resume of all the games you've watched over the years and some man. things you've noted and pointed out. I used to pile the leaves up and jump in them and count down to three, two, one, spike the ball. I mean, I, I've done it all my life as a kid here. I guess uh, Ruffin McNeil and Lincoln Riley weren't talking to you during that UCF game, where that you weren't consulted. <laughs> I'll never forget standing there, and, and the guy standing beside me, he said, "I don't think I need to shoot this." I said, "No, nah, you better shoot it." I've seen a lot around here. <laughs> and he shot it, and the ball goes flying through the air, and he guy catches it. Oh man! Like, yeah, man, I told you. Yeah, mm. we got the video, but yeah, that was a bad night. Yeah, I saw. Uh, B pays burglary, burglary, Shirley. Hit me with a burglary, a burglary, a burglary, a burglary. Said after the UCF basketball game, that's the second time we took a knee and lost to UCF in a game. Yeah, that may have been that may have been the case. About tired of them nights. All right, uh, media day today, baseball. I know you were doing the Brian Bailey show. I was producing that show, so I was unable to get over there. Did you get over? I heard uh, Garrett short who uh by the way bailey joined us for the first time last week great guy enjoyed talking sports with him we'll do it again in the future i heard him asking some questions today did you ever make it over to, to media day or did garrett handle it all garrett handled all that i went over early today about ten thirty this morning and got with coach godwin and did a one-on-one with coach godwin to run at our five o'clock as part of our coverage of media day and then garrett went over for the 12 to 2 uh slot i talked to malcolm and all those guys told him i had radio and had another commitment after that so we uh, well, we still got plenty. We're going to run a, uh, the one-on-one interview with Coach Godwin at five twenty, and then we're going to run the uh, package on Media Day at six twenty. The banquet's coming up on February the fifth. First practice for East Carolina is this Friday, so Man. baseball's here. That it is, and uh, talk some track and field today with uh, one of the all-time greats, uh, Kurt Kraft. Well, great interview, great guy to talk to. Y'all had a uh, good show at noon today that'll re-air at six coming up tonight. I had a good time talking to Coach Kraft. I, I don't know, and I even started the whole thing out by saying it. I don't know a whole lot about track and field. I know there's some really good kids. I met some of them before. Uh, we try to get out there each year for the, the meet that East Carolina hosts uh, because I think that's a really cool deal. But uh, yeah, I was a fish out of water, but Kurt was really good. Uh, really sells his program. Did a nice job with the interview, and I think people listen to it, they'll enjoy it. BB, thanks for joining us, man. We will talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Take care. All right. He is the sports director at WNCT Channel 9, and he is the host of the Brian Bailey Show. Brian Bailey joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back, and wrap up hour number one. Coming up hour two, Bobo. Bo Bats will be here. He's got some information on the Pitt County Girls Softball League. Also, we're going to play some trivia. Bo V. Chandler, part deux. Bo Bats 1-0. Chandler fired up. Chandler has played in a lot of trivia since then and now. And uh, I'm going to say he, he's he got a slight advantage going into today's game. We'll find out in hour two of today's show. We're back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. 
Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, wrapping up hour one of our show. Coming up, hour two, Bobo, Bo Bats will be here. He's got some information on the upcoming Pitt County Girls Softball League. We'll also play some sports trivia, Chandler versus Bo, uh, part two. Chandler uh, talking a lot of junk, ready to go for the rematch. We'll see what happens. Uh, Troy D will be here hour three of today's show had ecu baseball media day earlier today we'll uh sprinkle in those interviews we'll also do a uh a pirate radio podcast and have uh those interviews in their entirety for you coming up tuesday wednesday thursday this week but we'll uh sprinkle in some cliff godwin some zach agnos and more today and throughout the week and uh coming up friday we've got our next edition of the pirate radio podcast wrestling uh, edition with the big dog glenn griffin and cj schaefer their special guest coming up this friday will be summer ray mm, good get east carolina's own uh danielle monet from the lingerie football league nice formerly of wwe now back in the royal rumble coming up this weekend and also uh has gotten herself into the uh, cryptocurrency business um okay shoot i was just looking at it this morning and i forgot uh what the name of it was all right i know look it up i know i will not i know zero about that and i don't care okay y'all crypto peoples nope i don't understand it like like i can't i can't i don't understand bitcoin i don't understand like what the difference is between that and regular money i'm it's fine it's a thing a, people like it i just don't know anything I, about I, it. I don't understand it and i ain't got time for it ain't ain't time for i don't care time, i don't care about it <laughs> i don't care it, Ooh, is why it a, are you so salty it's today a, it's a nothing nah, I'm burger making fun of clips. it's a nothing burger it's, it's nothing a, it's a nothing burger hey what do you want on that nothing, nothing. <laughs> By the way, Royal Rumble is on Saturday. Saturday? Yeah, usually a Sunday event, but it's Saturday night. Um, Did you see me tweet upset Saturday on Saturday? Wait. I, and I forgot to play upset Sunday. Chandler. Stop disrespecting me, bro. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Quit. Like, like don't do that. Johnny Knoxville is going to be in the Royal Rumble match? What? What? <laughs> I'm reading that now. What? No. More on that. Are they filming another episode of Jackass while uh, they're doing it? Oh, well, there is a new Jackass, I want to say, coming out. Yeah, Jackass. Jackass Forever <laughs> is coming out. Did in, you just call me that? <laughs> no, him. I think uh. he's calling me that. Uh, 2022, February 4th, Jackass Forever uh, comes out. So that is why that would make sense now that was funny so there's gonna be extra cameras there when i was uh younger and when johnny knoxville and the cast were younger will it still be funny will it be funnier because they're older or will it be lamer i think it would be funnier i just don't know well it it, 
it's hard to ask me that question because I never found him funny to start with. Yeah. So I guess you would have to ask that question to someone who actually enjoyed that show back in the day. And like the snorting wasabi and stuff, that's not funny. That's just that's that's just sickening. Stupid. That's sickening. That's tough, Jeff. That's that's it's a tough, tough show. Well, I'll ask I see more about Jackass tomorrow on the show. I mean, I just <laughs> say, "What you call me, Clip?" <laughs> I just sit there and go, "This is stupid." Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how I like, would look. Steve-O at it. is crazy, and they're poor testicles, right? Didn't someone staple one testicle to his leg? Like how many? How that's many, crazy. How many things have they done to their testicles over the years? That's crazy. And how are they still hanging and surviving? Why would you even? I mean, I guess you would do it to make money, and they're they're. I yeah, mean, plenty. are you that desperate but to make money God. that you would physically harm yourself and possibly maim yourself? Jesus, I mean, man. because I mean, honestly, some of the stunts that they do are just utterly dangerous and just, reckless. Depends on how much you're offering. Like Stevo put a hook through his jaw and swam with sharks. They they like tossed that, him into shark invested waters. Why? I don't need money that bad. You know what I'm saying? And is that how you want to be remembered in life? I guess as these the people idiot do. that put the hook through your mouth to swim with sharks. I, mm-hmm. I know Steve-O is the guy that wants that to be done. Like he wants people to remember. Oh, that's the guy that put a hook well, through I his mouth. Well, I think Steve-O and swam only has sharks. two brain cells, and they're both fighting for position at this point. You see the one where they put the uh, the car in the thing and then did an X-ray. Uh-oh. Oh yeah! Oh god! Oh yeah! <laughs> what in the world? Well, didn't they? Didn't, yeah, that was a thing. Mike P says, "Look, listen, look, jackass! It's a tough gig. <laughs> it's a tough gig, jackass. Steve-O's tough. I tell you, that's a tough I, jackass. I, doing these things does not make you tough. Doing these things makes you look stupid. Well, and I, rich. that's just me. Yeah. So. I look. I'd rather be look." St- Poor and smart than rich Look. and stupid. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. All right, there you go. When it comes to that kind of, I mean, don't even get me started on oh that. I'm God. not going to get on my soapbox, but I have, I have my. Yeah, I don't have much interest things. in watching those guys in 2020. I don't have now, interest in watching anybody do those. But things. now, you know, Johnny Knoxville does the bad grandpa, where he dress, he dresses up as like an old man and. His I don't. Brain, I didn't his, find that funny either. You didn't. I no. thought that was pretty funny. I didn't find it funny. But it's also like him being like a teenager, like doing pranks on people. Like yeah. it's just like all right, I, knock I, it I, off, I, dude. I, I, but I, except this guy's what close to fifty years old. Yeah, they gotta be. Now. I mean, he's like you're he's talking still about. John, got the you're kid talking about Johnny heart, Knoxville. But, yeah, yeah. He he was also in uh, the Dukes of Hazard remake, and he was awful. He is fifty years old. Ah, he's stretching. Do you know what his real He's name kicking. is? kicking. His real name is Philip John Clapp. No. Clapp. Are you serious? Yeah. So Johnny oh, Knoxville's there's a, a joke stage there name? that's got headlights on it. So if I was, uh, if my mom divorced my dad and married Johnny Knoxville and I took his name, I would be Clip Clap. Clap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a rapper name. <laughs> Right. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage. Clip clap. Clip clap. clap. And I have like uh, horse hooves on. <laughs> Clip clap. You'd be the clapper. Uh oh. Uh oh. What a lead in to Bo Bat. Sorry. This was an unprofessional lead in to a very professional. Let's see if he'll do any of the up. jackass stunts. <laughs> <laughs> coming up. <laughs> I've got a softball bat. 
And we're gonna I, have I have it bat in my car as we speak. I can bring it in if we need it. We're gonna have Shirley. Fat, we're gonna have Bo sit on the ground, legs spread, and Shirley is gonna do a a fast pitch softball pitch. Thanks, thanks for coming, Bo. Yeah. All right. All right. Here's your gift card. We're gonna we're gonna clean things up uh, when Bo Bats joins us on the other side of this timeout. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month where you can make a one-time donation and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, Hour 2 Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Welcome back into the program. Coming up uh, in just uh, about 15 minutes or so. We'll play some trivia here on Pirate Radio. Uh, we have trivia every Wednesday night, AJ McMurphy's uh, and this week we will have a guest host uh steve one of our regulars will be hosting which means i'll be participating and i was just kind of missing the the void of i had a, a void of making questions this week so i said you know what i'm gonna play some trivia i'm gonna host some trivia this week we're gonna have a rematch between chandler and bo bats who joins us now inside the pirate radio studios bo good to see you how you doing doing great thanks for letting me come on uh, based on what i've heard i might as well just leave because chancellor chandler's already talking trash and well we know what happened the first time or do we chandler don't remember no no i now do remember i just couldn't remember at first bo bats he, was he misremembered <laughs> the old uh who was that and i haven't Roger been Clemens. talking trash i've just been Clemens. pumping up the imaginary crowd that's in here what is that chandler biden in there <laughs> Oh, Bo, we don't do politics. Uh, uh, <laughs> Bo, uh, we're going to talk uh, Pitt County Girls Softball League. Before we get to that, Bo, we just saw like a montage of all the field goals this weekend. I'm getting to the age now where everything back in the day was better. The music, uh, life, uh, everything, sports, football games. Having said that, this past weekend was the best weekend of football of all time. True or false? I, I agree with you. I mean, totally. That was awesome. I've never, I've never, never thought it'd be a weekend where all four games would come down to to the, to a field goal. And for those that think sports are fixed and it's all rigged, uh, this was a good weekend for you because it did feel like somebody had these these scripts written and the players were able to do it to a T. I'm gonna tell you, it's um, that that Buffalo Kansas City game. I, I don't know if I've ever seen uh, that many points scored in a minute and what fifty two seconds. It went crazy at the end and uh, sets up a really fun championship weekend, which you can hear right here on Pirate Radio. If you're out and about, we got the games coming your way on Sunday. Do you care, Bo? Do you have a rooting interest at this point? Or are you just watching? I'm just watching. My, I was really pulling for the uh, Buffalo Bills because my dad, who passed away years ago, has a uh, a cousin that played in the, in the early. 60s for the bills so huh. i've always had kind of an affinity for them and so when you uh 
when they were going through their run in the late 80s early 90s yeah uh, it it was exciting but i mean it was frustrating i don't know if people these days get and i was a kid then but i remember it because washington beat buffalo in one of those super bowls but to get there four times and to lose like that with social media and everything today like that's all we talk about we just make fun of them until we died i mean it's 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 almost like the guy said it's so east carolinian (laughs) uh did you watch their basketball game saturday though well i tell you what i i i had told my uh, my um oldest grandson gunner i said um we'll probably lose by 30 (laughs) i didn't know it'd be in the first half (laughs) you you were a little short on your uh gunner we need some gunners on the basketball team one of 19 from three bow you could have done that man oh man i tell you what ray charles could have shot one out of 19 so (laughs) there you go there's our rage first ray charles joke of the day all right bo let's talk about what we got going on pitt county girls softball league when there's snow on the ground that means we're getting close to baseball and softball season so uh what's going on right now what do you need uh, folks to know you got that right clip if it's if there's snow on the ground and it's about 20 degrees it's time to start playing baseball and <laughs> softball uh, the league believe it or not this is the 30th year of the league awesome and uh we have registration underway as far as i know and if i te- if i say anything wrong it's because i'm not as involved with the uh with the actual logistics in terms of registration like i used to be but i'm pretty sure it's still 90 dollars to play and what that involves is um we are babe ruth now we converted to babe ruth two or three years ago so we don't have the same territorial restrictions that we've had in the past so basically a girl from within five or six counties in eastern north carolina can register and uh, we encourage you to come over here and do that don't want to do anything to hurt babe ruth but i mean if a young lady wants to play little league then you can do it in our league now um we will uh, take registrations right up until the first part of march and it's really easy to do you just go to the website pcgsl.org and it'll walk you right to the registration spot and uh there's a couple of people that can help you i I don't have all the answers anymore not not that i had all the answers but i don't even have any of them anymore but um uh, emory smith and uh, beth ann trueblood they are the registration co-chairs and if anybody can't get up uh if you have any issues with with the online registration just give me a call 714-5485 i'll get you directed to those good people and they will get you signed up you do a lot of fundraisers both for the league and uh, one of my favorites is the, these cards that you give away and i use it quite often and, and just about every time i do uh you know the person behind the register will say well where did you get that thing from and i said pitt county girls softball league uh fundraiser and it's a awesome card do you have any of these cards do you oh, know available? unfortunately yes um i i keep those in the car with me all the time so yeah i still have those if you're interested just uh, call the station clip knows how to get up with me or uh my number once again 714 54 85 they're, they're great cards they're five we, bucks and yeah. they pay you get your money's worth after about a trip or two we sold about fifteen thousand dollars worth of them this year that's so awesome. that's a that's a great year good job by the girls and um uh, yeah fundraising is huge for the league that's my primary uh, thing that i do for the league now and uh we have a number of fundraising events we'll have a raffle coming up in uh may and there'll be people starting the kids as soon as we put teams together they'll have tickets and they'll all they'll all be out there trying to sell and um um, so anything that people can do to support i'm also i'm always in the process of looking for fence sign advertisers 
and team sponsors. And so if anybody's interested in that, you've heard my number a couple of times, and just give us a call. The fence sign advertising, very, very reasonable in terms of the pricing and, and, and the number of people that you reach. So I encourage you to give me a call. It's a great way to support a good, great organization. And um, you know, please pick up the phone, give me a call, send me an email. Hopefully, I'll have enough sense to check it and plug your uh, your famous email, bud. Yeah, my famous email. Oh my God, I guess I, I still regret this nickname. Um, it's Bobo Bats B A T T S at Gmail dot com. Can't forget it, folks. And it's not the bats that created coronavirus. So, no. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I'm tired of You're not related for to the bats. I am not related to Chinese bats. Okay. All right. Bo Bats here today joining us on Pirate Radio Live. We've got some trivia coming up with Bo in a moment. Any golf uh, tournaments coming up, Bo? Or? That'll be in October. I think okay. October, the first weekend, the first Friday in October. I'm just waiting for the folks at Ironwood to get back to me on that. Uh, I know I know John LaMonica's been battling COVID, so I hope he's doing a lot better now and um, just waiting for them to uh, – I think they're waiting on the football schedule to make sure that, that nothing that I ask for is, is any kind of conflict to football. Gotcha. So that'll be later in the calendar year. But uh, folks can help out now if they want to be a, uh, a field sponsor there, a sign sponsor, or sponsor a team and uh, other ways you can get involved. And once again, if uh, there are parents out there listening that – want to get their girls involved Bo? what do they need to do about that uh once again just go to the league website pcgsl.org and um there's all kinds of ways to uh to get to the registration site and like i said there's some good people out there that can help you get signed up and we we don't we don't have tryouts never have never will so any young lady that signs up is going to be put on the team and uh hey we i think last year we had over 450 girls between the two seasons spring and fall and uh that's great but i mean hey if we could have 600 i'd be happy awesome all right bo bats joining us here inside the pirate radio studios we'll hit all that information one more time before you get out of here but let's take a break when we return we're gonna have part two of the epic rivalry between bo bats and chandler honeycutt the bats and honey cuts just have been feuding I mean, for years and years now. A lot of people are saying that it's just like Brady and Manning. <laughs> Brady and Manning. Or the so, Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah, <laughs> going back even further, yeah. So. Uh, we will play some sports trivia here. So tune in, play along at home, and have a good time with us. We'll be back with more after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for your rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Give him a call today at 347-1857. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, Chandler, I got to ask you, uh, I think since we had our last show, the Panthers made a hire 
at offensive coordinator ben mcadoo uh yeah mcadoo what do you think well is he a rock star uh, no well i mean like we mentioned last week he he's more remembered for the head coaching gig he had with the giants which they were just absolutely terrible um and, and you know of him because well he's in y'all's division with the washington football team and I really can't remember when he was the offensive coordinator, but you've said it here on the show that you don't think, in, in your un, uh, unpopular opinion, that that hire would not be a bad I don't hire. Think it's a terrible hire. He's and experience, but I'm I'm here to say that I was correct. I was right all, all along that it wouldn't be. It Scotty was always Montgomery. not Scotty Montgomery. <laughs> yeah. All right. At least you can celebrate that, I guess. You know what amazes me about the Panthers is that that guy that's such the billionaire, he made all that money. David Tepper. And he's the stupidest owner in <laughs> well, basketball. Bo, I mean, in, in, in football. How he's many, an idiot. How many dumb rich folks have you come across in your lifetime? They're out there everywhere. Beyond me? <laughs> well, we'll find out here in a moment. <laughs> no, Because Bo has put up uh, $10,000 on the line for this game, Chandler winner take all are you the new mattress mac out of texas <laughs> hey look that's probably what they're paying mcadoo is ten thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> well they call bow mattress mac for another reason back in the day i heard <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> all well, right that, that was a long time ago. <laughs> hey all right bow bats chandler honeycutt the rivalry renewed one day years ago four it's been at least four years ago yeah you keep saying that is that true do it you, might be even beyond that. No, it was one of my first years here at Pirate Radio, and you've been here for like seven. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Do you remember? You know how this how Bo it'll be six like, years uh, in August. How there's COVID seniors God, playing now me. that like whole Naylor's gonna be here. Like Chandler, <laughs> Chandler was the original COVID senior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, so that, we're gonna play some sports trivia, Bo. We're gonna go to you first each round. The point values and rules will kind of change during the rounds, but so for round one, this point this question's worth two points. If you need a clue, I'll give you a clue and you can get one point on it. And then we'll go to Chandler for a one point steal if you don't know it. All right, category one is ECU bowl games. ECU bowl games. All right, Bo, in nineteen seventy eight, Tony Collins scored two touchdowns as East Carolina defeated this current Conference USA school in the Independence Bowl. Conference USA, 1978, Independence Bowl. I remember the, I remember the game because um, uh, Pat Dye was still our coach. So he remembers the game. I'm glad to hear that because at least you know kind of what I'm talking about, but you don't yeah, know the see. opponent. Let's see. And they're, they're a Conference USA team right now? Yes, sir. Back then, they were probably independent, I would imagine. Mm. I I don't. I remember the game. I remember that we went, we won, and all right. Well, I'll give you a clue. Uh, Skip Holtz, coach there, Louisiana Tech. <laughs> yes, sir. That is correct for one point. Do you know that, Chandler? No, I was going to go with Western Kentucky. All right, the Hilltoppers. All right, your question for two, Chandler. A year after getting shut out in the Liberty Bowl. It was the Pirates' defense stepping up and their 19-13, 1995 Liberty Bowl victory over this current Pac-12 school. Stanford. All right. That is correct. Chandler with an early 2-1 to lead. <laughs> All right. These are worth uh, – we'll go one point here, no steals. Uh, actually, we'll make, it, we'll make it two, and if you get a steal, you get a point. All right. Uh, Bo, name one of the two NFC teams – 
that has the longest conference championship game appearance drought in the NFL. These two teams met in the NFC Championship on January 12th, 1992, and now they share the longest drought in making a conference championship game. NFC, name one of the two teams. Detroit Lions. That is correct. Well done. All right, Chandler, can you name the other team? Is it the... Uh... <laughs> um, um, <laughs> Bengals. No, they're at AFC. I mean, that's your. That's my. Yeah. You gave me an answer. Yeah. Bo, can you name the other one for a point? God, who else has been terrible that long? Um, who did the Lions play in the NFC Championship on January 12th, 1992? Redskins. That is correct. Wow. <laughs> wow thank you chandler for thinking we're too good for it to be us i mean i thought y'all were better than has it been that long 1992 yes wow bo takes a commanding four to two lead <laughs> just like that it has gone off the rails wow i was thinking of so many afc teams and that wasn't Bengals. Even... no sir all right bo this is the first time so we'll do no steals on this one uh two points if we can get it right one wait no steals on this one this is the first time in 12 years that a conference title game will not feature tom brady or aaron Rodgers. name one of the four quarterbacks that started in the conference championship 12 years ago so this would be the 2010 playoffs following the 2009 season name one of the four quarterbacks bo you go first for two points and you're saying this is 12 years ago 12 years ago name one of the four starting quarterbacks in the afc and nfc championship games Hmm. name a quarterback just name a quarterback god 12 years ago is hard um eli manning that's a great guess but that is incorrect chandler I'm going to go Big Ben. Ah, that is also incorrect. The answers are Brett Favre with Minnesota. Is Kurt Warner one of them? Drew Brees, Mark Sanchez, and I can't believe nobody said Peyton Manning. But nobody said Peyton Manning. So nobody I was thinking that was the year that the Steelers and Arizona played. Was that the 09 season? Um, okay. Uh, year, year my, after. my Steelers fan is saying that that was one year off okay. that you're thinking of. All right, current events. Bo, the new AP Top 25 polls out in college basketball. This SEC team is number one in the nation for the first time ever. Auburn. Auburn is correct. Bruce Pearl. All right, Chandler. This team currently has the most wins in the NBA this season with 36. Um phoenix suns that is also correct so chandler stays alive it is six to four Bo with the lead all right so this one we're gonna go back and forth there are no steals one point apiece i'm gonna name a super bowl winner since 2000 you tell me a team that they defeated in the super bowl since 2000 okay you understand so if i said 
um chiefs you would say 49ers mm-hmm. all right Bo, patriots seattle all right seahawks is correct chandler patriots the eagles the eagles is correct Bo, your team is the patriots falcons that is correct chandler your team is the patriots the carolina panthers all right you all ran through that one the only other team remaining is the rams the rams well done all right our final category and chandler you're gonna need bo to miss you're gonna need to sweep here Uh-oh. <laughs> but bo can lock it up right here if he gets this one right the category is bo or chandler the answer will have bo or chandler as the first or last name all right bo this two-time pro bowler was the losing starting quarterback in super bowl 33 33 you said and you said his name will have either bo or chandler correct chris chandler chris chandler is the winner uh chandler just to get your points up he made his mlb debut in 2019 the shortstop made his first all-star appearance last season that is uh he needs three more to catch his dad who went to four all-star games bo bachette bo bachette is correct <laughs> I win! I win! You win that rat, that question. Well done, but you Bo, got me again, Bobo. Bo Bats is our champion today. Congratulations, Bo! Two in a row. Well, you know what? It helps a whole lot when the questions I'm asked were before he was even born. <laughs> well, I tried to make it fair for each. No, that was, that was good. That was good. So I'm glad you were able to get your trivia fix in this week because yeah. we'll have a guest host on Wednesday. I guess the deciding factor was you not knowing Washington sucked as bad as they had. I know. Hey, I didn't disrespect you. I appreciate I, I didn't that. He, I didn't disrespect you like people are doing Penny right now. He's totally focused on how bad Carolina sucks. <laughs> Not, you yeah, know, that's, yeah, he's that got a true. valid reason for being focused on how bad the Panthers are. He that's don't true. have time to worry about other bad teams like Washington. Bo, 2-0 and o versus Chandler. I'm going I'm to do, I'm do like Johnson said. I'd i choose not to run <laughs> so that'll be it I, I will retire undefeated bo if you're alive four years from now we're going to play again hey clip hey clip yeah i have a trivia question for you Ooh. what is it shirley Rhodes? well it's just been announced that the bills have signed uh cornerback elijah griffin to a two-year futures deal this is for clip not you chandler sorry elijah griffin yes elijah griffin who happens to be the son of a very famous rapper who probably had one of the great rap songs of the 90s wow andy griffin (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that whistle song yeah yeah no not that um i mean i have no clue here so i'm gonna guess uh coolio well let's just say that uh rhythm is life janet jackson Mm-mm. That doesn't help me a lot. Where rhythm is life. How does that go? Regulators. Oh, where rhythm is life, and life is rhythm. So he's the son of oh Warren G. Yep. Griffin. Yep. I never knew Griffin was that name. Yep. Warren G. His so son just his signed. His name is his, Elijah G. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Elijah, um, Griffin, right. and uh, the Bills signed him to a two-year contract as a futures deal. 
He Bug. was on the team's practice squad. Thank this year. God this thing wasn't about. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Bo, are you in the 90s rap? Hey, look. Oh, thanks for ending this segment by embarrassing Clip instead of me losing to Bo again. <laughs> so now I'm the loser. All right, CJ, I got a question for you. <laughs> I don't have a question for you. I'll be the big loser here. You guys are winners because you participated and you put your, you know, your your credibility on the line on live radio so well done all right bo we'll wrap it up uh one more time if uh people want to get involved if girls want to participate in the pitt county girls softball league give us the details one more time hey thanks a lot and it feels good to beat chandler again (laughs) um the uh we are undergoing registration for the uh 2022 spring season of the pitt county girls softball league it's easy to get your daughter involved anywhere between uh five and and uh 18 years old it's a big group all you need to do is go to the website pcgsl.org and uh you'll find the uh the agenda or whatever you call it the menu um for registration go there uh it's very easy but if you do have any issues don't hesitate to get in touch with me 714-5485 or the the good people down here at at 92.7 they they know how to get up with me and they're great uh, they're they're great partners with the league they help me every year uh, keep the league going strong bo always fun to have you on man appreciate it thank you man and congratulations another w another one and go home and tell your wife and family and grandkids that you're the trivia champion. Yeah, I finally did something worthwhile. <laughs> I did it. I did it. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We'll hear from the head man of the ECU Baseball Pirates, Cliff Godwin, what he had to say earlier today as I was ECU Baseball Media Day. We'll hear that when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Chandler post-game interview. What do you think? Well, you just you know, got to go out there and, and do your best, and that's exactly what I thought I did. Just got to go back and look at the tape and I mean, it just—it's a grind. I mean, I know it's—I guess we're going to do this every four or five years because I mean, this is only our second matchup in five years. But uh, you just—you got to go back and, and, and learn from your mistakes and um, just got to keep grinding, keep pushing through. I think one day Bo's going to get old enough and all his faculties will be gone, and you'll be able to beat him that day. <laughs> yeah, and that's going to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. So about got to you know, get him at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty, thirty, forty years from now. How old are you now, Bo? Ninety. <laughs> I think. Perfect. Hey, you want to come on Pirate Radio and play Chandler? 
Oh, Bo wins again. Yeah, he's, um, uh, he's a master. And again, it, it came down to, and you had a bad answer just because you said an AFC team, but yeah, Washington know, just didn't, uh, didn't click, didn't enter your brain. All right. We're such I mean, you a, should be proud of we're me. We're such a proud franchise that you cannot imagine Washington. But uh, I, I, I as think the I mentioned drought. it. I mentioned it off the air. But you know, we went through a, a span. <clears throat> God, this has been in the last year. Well, we, it, was, we, it was before Washington played Tampa in the playoffs. We were watching some old, old, games. you know. And you were just taking me back through memory lane. Ah, uh, I was here watching this game. Uh, watch this. You like you knew every play before it happened. And uh, I was thinking, like, through some of those years that maybe y'all would have made it to a conference championship. No. Washington um, has one playoff win since wow. 2000. So, they won in 99. Since they since they were in that that NFC championship game, they, in, in 1992? I want to say have two playoff wins. Wow. 99 and 05. Right. Yikes. Yikes. I mean, we I, suck. And you know what? What? Like, I, I I don't even see the Redskins as a franchise anymore. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Like, I just, it didn't cross my mind. It didn't cross through the files. Are they like the Houston Oilers or the Montreal Yeah, Expos Yes, now? exactly. Yes. <laughs> like, well, might as well I remember, be. like, when I, I was like, wait, the Houston Oilers used to be a team? Well, coming what? up uh, in a couple of weeks, on the 2nd of February, they're going to announce the new name. Well, I'm going to tell my kids one day, hey, there used to be a team called the Washington Redskins. I'm, uh, and they're going to say, they allowed that. Everybody's going to make fun of the name and have their fun. So I'll just sit back and take it, I guess. Uh, Mike P says, Warren G's son seems to be doing real swell. <laughs> Mike P At always the east side. Which that was actually Nate Dogg. That was that, Nate Dogg. Yes. I get his point. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Warren G's son signed to a contract. I saw Kurt Benkert signed a futures contract with the Packers, so I guess he's going to remain with yep. the organization. Mm-hmm. He sure will. He got in uh, in a game this year and took a knee or two because mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers allowed him to to get some uh, some dirt, some grass on the pants. If Benkert played the other night, would the Packers have won that game? No question. No. all right just asking do you think aaron Rodgers is coming back next year we do that we we gotta talk to molly this week molly's yeah he's got a lot to say about i know the way the pack oh i know i saw him at tieburgers yesterday oh did you Uh, you told him yeah son hey son that was the the stupidest stupidest performance i've ever seen in a football game son such a diva Um, I don't know. You you can't tell with him because he seems miserable. But we went through this all off season last season. Mm-hmm. I, I actually went to a, a Packers forum on Saturday night to see what they were saying, and for them, they they think it's time. And Aaron Rodgers used the word rebuild. He said he didn't want to be a part of the rebuild. And I was thinking, well, you're the quarterback. Like, if you're here, you're still going to be pretty good. But apparently. The finances are not in order for Green Bay to keep their good players this year. Like Devontae Adams is a free agent. They are in a a cap nightmare, apparently, and they were saying if Rodgers does stay and have it the way he wants it, which is have good parts around him, he's going to have to take a pretty sizable pay cut, and they don't see him doing that because he hasn't done it before, and he doesn't seem like a pay cut kind of guy. 
so i don't know uh now will he retire and go host jeopardy or will he go to another team i don't know i I don't know what makes him happy he's a tough guy to figure out yeah i know and i I feel like he's just kind of playing with us if i had to bet i would say he he's playing next year i guess in the in the national football league or like or in green bay uh just in in the nfl yeah i don't think he's coming back to green bay with i just don't see it (laughs) i heard uh i heard something yesterday oh by the way the odds for rogers remember our friend josh barton Uh uh-huh the dude that i get odds from aaron Rodgers' next team uh first of all will aaron Rodgers be on a packers roster in week one yes is plus 160 no is minus 225 wow meaning no is the heavy favorite there will aaron Rodgers retire before week one yes plus 700 no minus 2000 which seems to think he will be playing in the nfl for a different team the favorite according to this this what is this sports betting.ag steven i goes broncos plus 250 cj schaefer's steelers plus 350 shirley Rhodes dolphins plus 450 i've not heard that one eagles browns raiders jets panthers are on the list at plus 1400 washington's not even on this list so you got your guy tom Brady. who heineke no 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 speaking of getting their guy panthers have agreed to terms with ben mcadoo chandler okay Shirley. chandler we just talked about that chandler oh Let's, sorry yeah and it's it's fine it's fine that we did but like i, I just don't want to hear that in case you missed it <laughs> that's right hey you can always go my route if people, you're just now tuning in people are always if you're tuning just tuning in, in 29 minutes ago somebody, they agreed to terms with ben mcadoo somebody just got in their car and turned the dial to 92.7 if they're here in Greenville or if they're in Washington, they turn it to 104.1. And they, and they just heard that news and they went, wow! They've been hibernating the last three days. Speaking of which, uh, Jaguars have scheduled an in-person interview with Byron Leftwich. Shirley's addicted to news now. Just dropping it. Yeah. Hey, no, calm down I'm over just there. A, I'm just, She's in a tizzy. I love the Jaguars-Leftwich marriage. Yep. This will be his second interview with the Jags panthers they have to make some more hirings but they're like what o-line and stuff like that. o-line special teams because we, we got rid of chase blackburn who was a part of this franchise for some years because he won a super bowl with the, with the giants and then after winning that super bowl he came to carolina and played in on some on special teams and then he became an assistant to the special teams and then gradually made his way to the uh, coordinator position for special teams. But uh, just this offseason, early this offseason, we have fired him. So, yeah, still got some hiring to do uh, for the staff. And uh, But we got an offensive guy, Ben McAdoo, former head coach for the Giants, is our new offensive coordinator in Carolina. I wonder what the next domino to fall will be in the coaching carousel. It can't be completely over yet. Somebody's going to retire. Somebody's going to leave. The Cowboys could fire Mike McCarthy. What about Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll could retire in Seattle. Uh, you could have 
Jim Harbaugh making a move to the NFL. And which, I've seen I've, I've seen reports, and maybe you have too, about Matt Rule being interested in the Michigan job. I just don't even want to like look at that anymore. What do you mean? Because I, I I don't want to get my hopes. I got my hopes high with the Oklahoma thing. <laughs> like, hey, go to Oklahoma, take that job, get back into the Big Twelve, which yeah. is you know. In this case, he can go to the Big Ten. And, Matt Rule's a fixer. I mean, I, I would. I still think he's going to end up back in college pretty soon. Oh yeah, no doubt. So, and I hope he does because that's where that's where he will succeed. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, switch gears. Talk a little ECU baseball. It was media day today, and due to my uh, producing duties on the Brian Bailey show, I was unable to get there, which uh, kind of stinks because I look forward to both uh, football and baseball media day each and every year but our crew at pirate radio had it covered the big dog and jenny did a great job over there getting audio and pictures and video we've got a lot of those up uh, right now on our social media if you want to see what cliff godwin and uh, the players had to say uh let's hear from cliff godwin now his opening comments earlier today at ecu baseball media day first off i'd like to just say thanks for everybody showing up. Uh, wasn't always like this dating back eight years ago. And to Igo's comment, uh, I think it's the first time we've ever had snow on the ground when we've done baseball media day, so everybody can get a laugh out of that. Also, would like to commend our guys that just spoke, our players. Uh, it's kind of a proud father moment for me to just sit back and listen to those guys articulate what their experiences are when you guys ask them questions. And especially Zach. <laughs> I'm sitting back there crying as you guys are asking him about his dad. And Nico was such a staple to Clark LeClaire Stadium and just was such a, a energy source for me. I mean, I'd walk out in the parking lot and you see a smile on his face and um, just that entire family. I mean, if it wasn't for the Agnos family with Jake and Zach and, you know, Lee and Nico entrusting us to take care of their kids, I mean, who knows how many regionals we would have been a part of. So I just appreciate that about Zach and his faith and the Greenville community helping him get through a very tough situation. And I still get emotional about it. I'm actually doing a pretty good job. I'll commend myself right now. I'm not getting choked up. I think I cried enough back there while Zach was talking. But just thank you guys for the support, and uh, we'll let you guys start asking some questions. Uh, that was followed up with Cliff Godwin being asked, was this the toughest offseason he has been through as a head coach? Number one by far. Um, as I've told many people, obviously we knew Nico was really sick, and it was day-to-day. And uh, when I got that call from Lee about 1245 on that Friday afternoon, it's one of those moments where I was emotional. I went to the coach's locker room. Zach was lifting weights. And I go, i got to pull this together because Lee and the family have got to tell Zach this, not me. And so I can remember Zach walking in the, the glass doors you guys entered through, which my office is kind of catacornered from that, and said, hey, Zach, your, your mom wants, to, wants you to call her. And he looked at me, and I said, I don't know anything. And, uh, of course, I was lying to him at the time. And, and after the fact, I told him that's the only time I've ever lied to him. But uh, – you know, just it, there's no textbook. There's no there's no uh, manual. You don't know what to do. And um, throughout that situation, I just uh, after he got the phone with his mom, of course, we were hugging and crying in my office. And I said, uh, 
hey, uh, go get your cell phone and stuff, and, and I'm putting you in my car. And, and I don't say this, like, to get reward for it, but that's all I knew what to do is to drive into Northern Virginia. And so we stopped by his uh, house and got some clothes, and I drove to Northern Virginia. And the good Lord blessed us with no traffic. Uh, we got there in about four hours and 20 minutes, which probably was the quickest time that you could ever get there where he lives. There's normally a lot of traffic. And, of course, I saw Jake and Lee and John and Katie, and, and it was a very family-oriented or, deal at that time. And uh, I would, God gave me strength. I, did, I wasn't very emotional, and I just was there for about two and a half hours, and I didn't say it a whole lot. And I tell people all the time, you know, sometimes you just need to be there for people. You don't need to talk. You don't need to say anything. And, and I got back in my car, and I, I drove back to Greenville, and I got back about 1.30, 2 a.m., and we took the team up there for on that Monday for the celebration of life. And, of course, uh, we were crammed on a bus because uh, now it's harder to get multiple buses because of COVID, and people aren't working as much. And so uh, one of our freshmen got COVID, and then a day later I got COVID, and then Colby Bortles got COVID. And COVID, it, it was hard on me the after parts of it and plus the Nico situation but our guys did a really good job maneuvering through it and Cliff Godwin talked more about his team being able to you know get back on the field and and focus during times of adversity and uh, they've been through quite a bit of that and Godwin spoke to that three I go back to last year you know when you're coming off a year where we couldn't play no fans and, and to be honest with you, I took it for granted in the moment. It's just, you know, it's taking it day by day, and you're just going out there and uh, taking care of business. And opening day, I think we had to back up the game because of, of rain, and it was really, really cold. We had to go to extra innings, and it's the first time I ever went into the parking lot, and I had ice on my windshield at about midnight. And I was like, man, it was. I knew it was cold. I didn't know it was that cold. And... For our guys to be able to win the conference playing four games in a weekend, like I don't think people really get what they had to go through. I know the coaches do um, because about halfway through the conference season, I was going like, man, this this sucks. This is not fun. It's a marathon, and it's taken me two days to recover after a weekend series. And, and for our guys to win the conference uh, pretty handily, to be quite honest with you, uh, was really special. And then to host a regional with all the fans and Pirate Nation – uh, I get chill bumps talking about it because it was slammed. They can say there was only 5,000 or 5,500 people here. There was way more than that here. They were hanging over, you know, the, the outfield fence. And uh, we would not probably have won the Charlotte game for sure if we didn't have Pirate Nation behind us. Shirley, uh cut seven because he, he talked about the four-game weekends there, and he was asked, you know, is it – Difficult now going back to your two midweek games schedule where you're going to have to get ready for a team on Tuesday and Wednesday uh, as opposed to just playing one last year. And uh, here was his response. Hell no. I'll take that Tuesday midweek all the time because th- th- that doubleheader day, and and I, I do take it pretty much personally one game at a time, and, and I look at the opposing pitchers. But if we were playing at home, I'd be up here at like 4.30 in the morning watching video, and then you're getting home at 11 o'clock at night, and then you're having to play on Saturday. I don't, I don't wish that on anybody. So I'll take that Tuesday. I'll take Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, over the four games in three days. Godwin, not a fan of the four-game weekends, and luckily that is a 
thing of the past a more traditional setup this year with your midweek baseball sometimes one uh two games most of the time one game and then you'll have your uh your three games on the weekends all right let's uh take a break we'll come back we'll hear more from cliff godwin from earlier today at ecu baseball media day also troy d joins us for the final hour of pirate radio live we will be with you and uh, open up the booty bag when we return for hour number three after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, Hour 3 Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Great to have you here. Clip Rock, Shirley Rose, Chandler Honeycutt, CJ Schaefer, and Troy D. Oh, you just got back from directing traffic. That is a bright jacket, Troy Day. Man, I was uh, so excited to break out the snow gear. You might remember a place called Gordon's Golf and Ski. I do. That was uh, a longtime locally owned and operated business in Greenville. They, it was probably a year or two ago, maybe a couple years now. Unfortunately, they went out of business. And they had like this um, – I always loved that store. And they had a, just a huge – sale going on to unload all the merchandise i didn't even need anything clip i went and perused back then and i was like well that's a cool ski jacket that's those are some ski pants i haven't skied in a while but you never know when you might need ski pants <laughs> you and never I, know these are some nice long johns and you know the whatever they call them nowadays you know so i started buying like i got all types of gear but it was like you know 60 70 75 percent off you know yeah. it was a great deal so i was like then like the snow was coming this weekend mm-hmm. i'm like where is my snow ge-? like i was like i have all the snow gear that i haven't ever broken out so i dug through my closet and i found all the stuff i bought at gordon's that i had never worn it's still on tag zone it was brand new i'm like finally here's my chance it's like aspen colorado out here in greenville saturday christmas in january so for i broke day. out these ski pants i broke out this new under armor ski jacket and man, I just don't want to take it off. I was having so much fun wearing this stuff. And it's keeping me warm, which you know I like. I'm a big warm guy. Don't like being cold. Big warm guy. So this has the little neon, you know, this was big back in the 80s, some of the neon stuff on the jackets. Now it's making a comeback again. So uh, I just felt like, man. It was neon. There's still like snow on the ground, was, so I figured I'd still wear a ski jacket. Remember neon like Umbros in the '90s? Neon was still a thing in the '90s, I would say. Yeah, probably. Maybe more prevalent over. than the '80s. You think so? I think so. I think it was bigger in the '80s. Neon stuff. What do you say? '80s or '90s? Which was bigger on neon? Yeah. All right. Well, you got to use some use out of it. That's a good I did. Thing. Yeah. So I'm trying to maximize this winter gear while i can yeah you'll have more plenty of opportunities I, to continue to do it probably i can't look at that jacket for more than three or four seconds <laughs> i swear i can't it's hurting my eyes blinded by the light it yeah. is uh it is shiny 
It's you perfect will. in the snow, though. Yeah. You can find me easily. Good uh, if you're a cold-weather runner. That's a good one, Troy D., yeah. because uh, people will see I did it. have an incident happen over the weekend where it probably was maybe good I was wearing something like this. Okay, well, you called this a near-death experience. Could have been a, a near-death experience. I and I don't know you. what happened. You said you were going to save it for the air, so tell well, us how so you here. almost died. All right, well, could have. Could have died. <laughs> was this in a classic Troy D. overselling? <laughs> no. So... It was it was Saturday morning. First of all, they blew the forecast by 24 hours. It was supposed to snow, if you remember, Thursday. It was supposed to start late Thursday afternoon as an ice storm and then snow all Thursday night and then be here Friday, which is why we gave everybody the day off Friday and, and schools were off Friday. Listen, I'm not going to beat up the weather people too bad because they get it wrong a lot. It's just part of the deal with forecasting. They did get the snow part right. They just missed the timing of it. The timing was completely off. They were off by a full day. It did finally come in a day later. What they had predicted for Thursday night ended up happening Friday night into Saturday. All right. With that being said, woke up Saturday morning. It was winter wonderland. It does. It doesn't the snow make everything look beautiful though. Even it if does you don't look like beautiful, it. Beautiful. Yeah. I will say it just it is kind of very picturesque. Well, my neighbors have um, ATVs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, they're fun to drive, but they're a lot of fun to drive in the snow. You're probably an ATV. I mean, you grew up on a, you know, yeah, we didn't have any ATVs on the farm. You didn't? Okay. No, just tractors. So anyway, I, I was like, man, I got to, last time it snowed, I, I drove some other friends' ATVs in the snow. And it was a lot of fun because there's no cars on the road in the neighborhood. You can take it in the cul-de-sacs and do donuts. You know, it's a lot of fun. So anyway, so I was taking the ATV around, having a great time. And it was, the, it was the last run. I was getting ready to come back. I was like, let me hit one last cul-de-sac. And I, was just, I wasn't even like being crazy. I was just like turning. like I wasn't even doing a figure eight or anything. I just started turning it. And all of a sudden, I felt the ATV go on two wheels. Mm. I was like, oh, boy. And I was like, it almost happened in slow motion. And then it started leaning more and more. I let off the gas. And I was, it was just like coasting, but it was on two wheels. But then it started going more and more to the right. And I had my hands on the... on the uh, Ten and two. Yeah, I did. I had a firm <laughs> ten and two. White knuckle. And I was at the point where, all right, this is the point where this thing's getting ready to flip. And this is the point where people freak out. And this is how you die. You know, you, you try and jump off of it. It lands on you. You break your leg. You break your neck, whatever. You become a paraplegic or something bad happens. Or remain calm just ride it out and see what happens so i know what you would think i would do you'd probably think i'd freak out right i would think you would freak out in that scenario yes yes that's what i would have thought if i had to put money on it beforehand in the scenario completely calm now no i held on to the uh handlebars my feet were, and I just, as it was going over, I just, I said, you know what? It's too late to jump off. I'm just going to ride this thing out. And as it went over, I went over with it and held on and landed on the side. So the thing's on its, to the right. And um, so it, it landed, did tip. It did tip over. Wow. Okay. And it landed, it had my leg pinned on it, under it. So I couldn't get, I couldn't get off of it. Luckily, I think now, thank goodness, I was in this gear. This jacket might have saved me. And the snow was still 
fluffy. You know, it was still like four inches of snow there. It wasn't ice. Gordon's a godsend. <laughs> so I'm on the side. I realized, all right, I lived. I didn't hit my head. I didn't do anything. But I'm pinned. My leg's pinned. So luckily, the person that was on it with me, there was a person on the back. <laughs> I didn't mention that. I know. Was able That's to, an important part. <laughs> passenger was able to lift it up, release my leg. Then a neighbor came up, we, and then we couldn't, the thing was so heavy, like almost kind of top heavy, we couldn't get it propped back up. So a third person came out and helped us get it lifted back up, and we got it done. But it was one of those things where I think if I panicked, I could be invited right now. And you were calm? I was calm. Was that and shock? I kind of was, I was kind of surprised how calm I was. Yes. Like I'm saying, where you could have been in shock. Oh, no, I don't I think don't, you I had think, time to panic. No, I didn't have time. I think it just all happened so fast, even yeah. though it felt slow motion. Right. But and then I was like, well, okay, my leg's not broke, my arm's not broke. But I woke up the next morning. I'm like, God, why does my shoulder feel like it's dislocated? You know. And now my elbow. I did have some road rash on my elbow, even through the jacket. Some snow but, rash. So I survived my first ATV accident clip. Wow. How was first, uh, first time, man? How's it feel? Was uh, well, I've wrecked on a dirt bike before when i was like 16 driving one of those you know the, one of those yamaha you know what i don't know what they call them dirt what, bike, do you dirt start, bike? what do you want to start selling tickets even evil <laughs> i hit a tree back when i was 16 I haven't ridden a dirt bike since this was the first time flipping an atv how was alan thomas was he he was the one riding no he was not i don't know no he would have filmed it and would have been all over the internet <laughs> that's a good point yeah i just <laughs> imagine a little alan on the back holding on <laughs> Now, don't lie. Was it your arm pinned under? No, my leg. Oh, my wow. right leg was pinned under. But thank goodness, you know, you pin under the wrong thing. There's, the engine could get hot. It could burn you. I now, mean, there's all types of bad things that could happen. You are a master at selfies. So part of the problem was the ATV, most ATVs have a lower center of gravity. This one's kind of jacked up. So this one is actually, like, boosted. It lifted. So it's a high, and it has narrow tires, not the wider tires. So the center of gravity is already higher, and I don't think I took that into account. But like you're you're the master at selfies, and you know you have, it's well documented. The ultimate selfie would have been of you selfieing as your leg was pinned under an ATV. Uh, I don't know if I want. Was to there not a GoPro that. or any video of this <laughs> no, available? No, there's no video or pictures of this. That's nice. That just would have been but badass. There like, might have been a couple witnesses in the neighborhood. But other than that, but for a while, I was just on my side laying on, uh-oh, I'm like, I can't, I'm stuck. <laughs> I, could, I had an ATV on the side on my leg. Oh my God. And I'm laying on the ground in the center of a cul-de-sac. Wow. Yeah. So that was my, that's how my day started. That was like 9 a.m. Saturday. Did you, uh, did you go inside the rest of the day? No. Yeah. I felt so great to be alive. I, <laughs> Played snow football you with went, the boys. You got Jeez. back on the ATV and <laughs> put cheated, it in high gear. He cheated death. No, so the boys had a snow football game planned. They had like. Do you I, think you might be immortal? We had so many boys over at the house. Someone asked me if I was young, running a. Uh, what did they call them? A group home for troubled youth. <laughs> like a halfway house. Yeah. For, uh, I mean, we had half the neighborhood over at the house. It was a blast, though. They had a great time. Football. I mean, they played from nine thirty to like five straight through. Um, no, but it was – I feel very lucky, Clip, because I think there could have been so many other scenarios that could have ruined this weekend. Yeah. I mean, you could have lost your leg, Troy, dude. I know. For real. The ATV's fine, by the way, John Moody was asking. No damage to the ATV. That's Thank good. goodness. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if there was damage, would you have tried to sue the ATV owner or uh, 
you know. No, the owner, it was not their fault. I know it wasn't their fault. Yeah, and I'm not, that's not who I am. That's not, okay, I, good. That's not what I'm about. Good. To it's know. not their fault that I don't, and once again, I don't even think I was being reckless. I was literally just kind of turning it and it just kind of went sideways on me a little bit. Um, so it was just really, truly just an accident. It wasn't the, I don't want to blame the ATV. I'm obviously not going to blame the owner. You know, I was the one driving, but uh, sometimes things happen, Clip. All right. But nobody was hurt, and the ATV runs good as ever. Good to hear. Troy yeah. D's near death That was experience. my, yeah, start of the snow weekend. So then I was a little careful about maybe I shouldn't go sledding. What happens if you, because there are people have sledding accidents. I think most you know, of the accidents so, are just from like walking on ice. That happens too. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I had to like be walking to your car. Yeah, I had to be so careful going down my steps this weekend. Steps are a oh my a god, word. it yeah. was slippery. I mean, that'd be a terrible way to go. You slip, you hit your head on the back of the step, you break your your skull, and you die. I mean, that would, that would be awful. <laughs> well, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> I mean, and an ATV accident can be one. And yeah, there, and there's been death. Well, I've, I've told a few people about this that have ATVs, and they're like, "Oh, that happens all the time. These things flip all the time. And Even the, the four they're wheels, easy they're to easy flip. to flip." Like I used to think that the three wheel, like back in my day, they had the three wheeler ATV. You had the one up front and the two in the back. Now they make the four wheelers everywhere. The three wheelers were real easy to flip around back then. They went to four wheels, but my ATV guys tell me that can happen all the time that you got to be careful on those things all right, all right pirate radio outdoors near death yeah edition see if bryce williams could top that one my friend oh yeah well i mean he what, did get lost on a some, ski slope bear crap <laughs> yeah yeah we had a great video of bryce i did what was this two uh, sayings wait I, I, I tweeted his oh it's thicker than mule snot i know that was one thicker. i've never heard that before that was a new one thicker for than me. mule snot and then um the mule crap it was the other one it was mule crap and mule snow. Let me find it. That was bear crap. Bear. Yeah, it was bear crap and mule snot. Yeah. Two things Bryce Williams is a true expert on. Well, I uh, hear from Bryce on Wednesday. Also, one of his former teammates will join us Wednesday at 5 o'clock. Chip Thompson, who is also oh, yeah. a an avid hunter, so he can go Pirate Radio Outdoors, but he's also a 49ers fan. So we'll talk to the former ECU safety in the 5 o'clock hour on Wednesday and do a little double up edition of pirate radio outdoors so that'll be fun every time i think of chip thompson i think about his scoop and score against app state oh yeah i like chip he was uh he was a funny guy that never would talk to us in the media but he was funny on social media it always frustrated me uh redbeard says this is a morbid start to the 5 p.m hour sorry just... anybody else have a near-death experience <laughs> they want to talk I about did, i flipped a four-wheeler in the summer last year oh, wait, did wait. it land on you it could have did you jump died. off of it what did you jump off of it as it was i had no choice oh so I, you fl- I, it fl- threw you no yeah okay the thing flipped several times oh okay see this was just one slow turn and it just went on its side and that's what so for me it was very it was like a as i said a slow motion deal back yeah. to troy story yeah i nearly got struck by lightning today no not today <laughs> today no you you asked for a near-death experience (laughs) that's like when we were outside a moment ago and chandler i guess there was a lull in the conversation he wanted to make small talk and he said so did you get any and then he stopped himself and he said i was about to ask if you got any snow and then he realized i'm live like 20 minutes away five minutes and everybody got snow yeah (laughs) do you get my snow (laughs) hey chandler they don't call it winterville for nothing buddy (laughs) 
we live up to the name yeah that was a good one hey shirley go fly a kite <laughs> in a lightning storm how close were you to getting hit by lightning close enough that it melted the shoes mm. where did it hit a shoe melter huh what did it hit like a tree you were nearby no it no, hit the shoes. pavement not far from where i was standing and it melted the rubber on my shoes wow why were you outside during a lightning storm shirley um that's your fault <laughs> actually no it was my mom's fault uh we had gone shopping and there was a storm that had blown over and uh it was like one of the shopping centers where we were going shop to shop so we had gone we had some bought some stuff in one store so she sent me out to the car to go put it in the trunk as she was going to the next store and i was standing at the trunk and just you know i shut the trunk and i i saw something flash out of the kind of like the side of my corner of my eye but i didn't know what it was because i wasn't paying attention and uh but i it was like a quick flash and i didn't see anything and i didn't hear anything either at first and i turned and started to walk back towards the uh the shopping center and i realized my something felt funny and i looked down and my shoes were completely the so rubber were completely melted it, down you didn't even know it until after the fact i did not yeah. know until after the fact so it's weird it, like, it struck nearby yeah. it did not strike me per se but it was enough it was close enough to where it melted the rubber in my shoes yeah this i almost had too much time it was like a weird that moment where it first goes on two wheels and then it starts to fall and i'm like you've got like the two to three seconds where everything is in slow mode yeah and you're like the whole oh crap moment like this is not going to be good probably and what do you do that's the time you're like "Uh uh-oh i had that when i flipped a car before a car yeah wow my my precious mountaineer that i got for when i graduated high school then i flipped it um on the you remember the old like 1250 trailer in farmville like that was uh that was pre-pirate radio Shirley, you know what I'm talking highway about? One, I do. On Highway I 121? I guess so. Okay. Whatever that highway is. Yeah, all right. But coming back between Farmville and Greenville, okay. almost when you're into Farmville, yeah. I used to work there uh, with Wes Hines, and I worked together before Pirate Radio. That Troy is wild. When I was in college. Yeah. Um, but I was you on the way back. Radio. And this was in the morning, too. I was coming home, and I don't know if I was changing a cd or what happened but i ended up off the road on the other side of the road in the ditch and the car was facing the other way wow and Do you know how many times it flipped um no i was upside down when i got out so it was facing the wrong way on its top wow so it might have just did like one turn so you're lucky that was kind of a near-death experience for yeah you. and i wasn't even really hurt did you have your seatbelt on yeah yeah if not like, you would have been could have been killed yeah yeah and Think it, how different this show would be. It's really strange. <laughs> Glad you were wearing wow. your seatbelt. <laughs> Think how different the show would be if I was dead. Yeah. Really puts it in perspective, doesn't it? A lot different. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Tell us about your near-death experience. <laughs> yeah. Taking your calls now. 1-800-GRIM-REAPER. <laughs> By the way, did you see uh, Andy Reid's quote? Yes, so Pat I did. Mahomes, when things look grim... Be the Grim Be Reaper. The Grim Reaper. Reaper. Hmm. That was the quote of the weekend coming out of the uh, What a Bills weekend game. of games, by the way. It was wild. Oh, wow. Let's, awesome. uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll talk about that. ECU Baseball Media Day and more. we got to make you a winner, too. So we'll do it all when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a morbid Monday. Back <laughs> with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center of Greenville's Extended Care Clinic is open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. So you can avoid the emergency department for any of your urgent orthopedics care. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Orthopedics East providing services to Eastern North Carolina and the Pirate Nation for more than 35 years. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Cliff Brock, Troy D here. Shout out to friend of the show. Brock Anderson, who defeated friend of the show Lodi yeah. in a wrestling match in Spartanburg, South ECU. Carolina on Saturday night and uh, saw some great uh, Dylan Huffman, formerly of WNCT Channel 9, who's joined us a few times to talk wrestling on the show, was there and had some cool pictures of it as uh, those two faced off. What's Brock's finishing move again? He does... Uh, it has a name. Some ver- It's a submission move, I believe, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, Lodi was talking about it because he was like, he ain't putting me in that. Well, I heard that he said he wasn't going to get the spine buster. That's it, spine from, buster. Because uh, that was Arn's famous move. Oh, okay. okay. And uh, Arn was, was in the was... ring post-match yeah. the other night. Speaking of wrestling, uh, Pirate Radio Podcast Wrestling Edition coming up on Friday. The Big Dog, Glenn Griffin and CJ, will talk to ECU's own Summer Ray. Yeah. Danielle Monet, Troy D. Yeah, is going to be in the Royal Rumble. It's awesome. We had her uh, at the Pirate Radio Tailgate Zone uh, many years ago. She hung out with us. Great person. Remember when she was a student here at ECU, and um, has made a name for us. I don't know if I like the red hair. I got to be honest. Used to be blonde. She's gone red. It's kind of. It's really changed her whole look. Interesting. You bring that up. She's uh, was going after fat bald guys over the weekend for uh talking about her being a legend or not oh she's a legend yeah there's no doubt i'm just don't I, make sure you tell her troy doesn't know about the red hair and yeah see what I, she has to say. I vote for blonde okay yeah anyway. so your vote is in yep summer race Please pass that along to her coming up friday one day before she gets in the ring in the royal rumble 2022 who's she, who's she wrestling against? she's in the royal rumble oh everybody yep it's okay who's she wrestling against everybody literally but is it just a female version so every female's in this correct okay yep how many 20 30 30 yeah. wow 29 other wwe wrestlers a lot of a lot of female wrestling a lot of red hair <laughs> in that ring all right so uh that's coming up on friday stay tuned for that troy uh what a weekend good weekend Boy. uh i saw a lot of bears fans celebrating yeah first of all how about the comeback what's the joke the Dow Jones Industrial Average come back today. Everyone's talking about it. Boy. Missed it. Hit it, Charlie. <laughs> it, was down, it was down 900 points. It came back and finished up 100. It was a 1,000-point turnaround. Cool, neat story. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great comeback. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Great comeback. Cool, neat story. <laughs> We're all pumped. That, for you stock market geeks, that was a funny joke. That was for you. Yeah. That We, were, we got something for everybody. Yeah, here we go. All that right, well, Bear you. fans were happy because... Our what's a bear, always a bear, Robbie Gold, it's good, <laughs> finished off the Packers. You know what? I was going to start fashion. with Rodgers, but I was going to bring that up 
that's kind of a touchy subject though because you wanted to keep robbie gold 100 percent. the guys it was incredible and they got too cheap in the front office and the gm at the time ryan pace another terrible decision cut let him go and didn't want to pay him and once again now that decision to let robbie gold leave the bears just a kicker not a big deal troy cost I think Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, their jobs. Why is that? Because if they had signed him, the double doink would have never happened. Robbie Gold would have made that field goal. They would have gone on to the NFC Championship game at home with so much momentum. Most people have said they would have been to the Super Bowl. That doesn't mean they would have won the Super Bowl that year, but they would have gone to the Super Bowl and then been a team other people want to come to and free agents want to play for. They could have rebuilt the team that much easier. And those guys were probably would still be there if they had kept Robbie Gold, which they did not, so they deserve to be fired. Nah, you say he would have made the field goal. He might have missed it. He would have made it. The guy's funny. Never missed a field goal or extra point in the playoffs. <laughs> stat to consider. The stats to consider. 20 for 20 field goals in the postseason. Exactly. Unbelievable. The dude is money, and they let him go. Pure He's goal. a Hall of Famer as a field goal kicker, and they let him go. Because they're idiots. Now, I remember, like, I was like, Robbie Gold. I was like, how long has he been in the league? Because I remember as a like a little kid hearing about Robbie Gold, and I was very shocked to see that he his first year was 05, and he was with the Bears from 05 to 15. He loved the Bears. He loved Chicago. He didn't want to leave. They didn't want to do his deal. And San Francisco would. And here I don't they are. fault him. Yeah. I fault the Bears. So Robbie Gold wins. What a what a fat, what a dramatic turnaround for Green Bay. You know Green Bay is just absolutely so, and, and and Chicago Bears owner Aaron oh yeah. Rodgers not loses. enough to win. Yeah. And see, he's the veteran, and then the Bengals have the rookie that kicked all those field goals. Yeah, that was he, funny. he was a draft pick. They actually drafted him there, in the late rounds. A lot of Bear fans were hoping Robbie Gold whispered in Aaron Rodgers' ear, "We own you." <laughs> well, the 49ers are 4 and 0 in the playoffs against Aaron Rodgers. They do own Aaron Rodgers. In the postseason they do. Yes. That is another stat to consider. Yeah. Uh what a weekend. It was all capped off with an amazing game, Bills Chiefs. Troy D, I asked Ellerby in hour 1. I'll ask you, how do you fix NFL overtime? What do you do? All right, correct me if I'm wrong. The rules are, are the rules different in the regular season? Well, they each in the regular chance. season they can have a tie. They can have a but tie, the rules but... are the same. Okay, I, I thought that each per, each team got a chance to get the ball. In the if you score a touchdown, it's over. Okay. So if you kick a field, field goal, goal the other get, team gets the ball. Then what if the rule is you score a touchdown or field goal, the other team gets a chance. If you score, the other team at least gets a chance to get the ball one time. Okay. But what if there's a tie after that? What do you do? You, you keep going until someone scores. So it's sudden death after, after that? After that, then it could be sudden death. So the only yeah. the only you, get, rule. you don't you don't let it be decided on a coin flip only. That's yeah. what everyone's bitching about. You know they, the the uh, the Chiefs got the coin flip and they and took the ball all the way down and scored. You know, and, and then the other team doesn't get a chance to ever touch it. Yeah, if the other team at least gets a chance to touch it, then you go sudden death. Otherwise, it could keep going on forever. I guess potentially, but I don't know. At least give the other team a chance to touch the ball. Like, I want to see a playoff game where it was like the Texas A&M and LSU game a few years ago where it went to, what, 7, 8 overtime? 74, 74 to 72. 74 to 72 is the final <laughs> score. I'm not a big fan of putting the ball in the 25. I, I do like the kickoffs. I think they should keep that going. You know. Now, once again, 
who was uh, who was it that lost the uh, Bills? Bills, the Bills. If the Bills just kick off, like pooch kick it down the field, they've got to run some time off. Yeah. Even if it's just to grab it and to take a knee, probably a second or two comes but off. But with 13 seconds, you 13 just don't seconds, think anything can happen. I mean, that is incredible. So what if you get it down to nine seconds? Maybe. Uh, you know, that that one play. Then you could, got one play. And yeah. I'm going to be honest. I was expecting overtime. I was just thinking they were going to kneel it. No, I never thought that. Who? Kansas City. No. When they had, with 13 seconds left? You yeah, thought, because thought, I, you, didn't uh, wanna, I didn't so. you didn't want to risk a chance to turn the ball, ball over. At 13 seconds left, they were just going to take a knee and take it to OT. Or like run a play or just get Kansas out of there. Kansas City was down by three. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that was right. That's right. That's right. They were just going to kneel oh, it yeah, and yeah. end the that's season? That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking they were just like, hey, the Bills, you guys win. <laughs> the better team won. Yeah. They kicked the field. You know what? <laughs> I yeah. know. I was thinking that it was tied. My bad. They, they kicked the field goal to go to overtime. There were yeah. so there was, Look, the, there were so many game-winning or game-deciding field goals that I just got confused there. It, that was my fault. The back and forth was dizzying to keep up with. It was crazy. It was like the greatest game of Madden ever. Now, Tennessee's the team that should have taken knees instead of throwing with Tannehill. Because <laughs> yeah. that gave the Bengals the ball. That's and they what I was field goal. And then Tom Brady, who looks like, you know, he's headed for the retirement home. All of a sudden, here, they hear, here come the Buccaneers. It is amazing the stuff yeah. that happens around a Brady football game. That the, the, the Rams had four lost fumbles in Didn't the game. did you feel, though, that this was the momentum, like – here we go. Yeah. Break Here we go, magic. Jim. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, you just had the feeling like this. They just kept on trying to give it to the Buccaneers. The biggest fumble might have been, I said the Cooper Cut one. It could have been, and it might be, the one right before halftime. I mean, where, you're going in for the death nail there probably. Yeah, and you're going in there fumbles. for the gut punch, you know, the knockout punch. Um, and again, and, that was the only game that wasn't affected by weather. It was a and beautiful day, of, and, and they kept fumbling. And instead of looking for an elbow or a shoulder to be down, they were looking for the helmet to be down. So I think you had a lot of people that dislike Aaron Rodgers now for whatever reason. There's many different reasons why people disliked Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, he, he got the full brunt of it on Twitter after the game, no doubt. Big meme night. I would say now the most disliked team in the country, you know, because you had, first of all, you had the Cowboys, but then they got eliminated, right? So they were maybe one of the most disliked teams, unless you're a Cowboy fan. Then you had Aaron Rodgers. And Br- then, people like to root against Brady, too. Right. That's true. He has a lot of haters. So now you, you've eliminated a lot of the people that they don't like. So now number one on the most disliked team that's still in there, Kansas City. Because not of their quarterback, but because of the quarterback's wife and brother. And brother. God. They are so obnoxious. They have become the number one hated team in the country. No, so what's his wife do? Well, she took a bottle of champagne in the skybox she was in, uh-huh. shook it up, and sprayed it on all the fans below her in like one of the most obnoxious displays I've seen in a long time. They won the game. Those fans don't give a I know, crap. but I just think that's obnoxious. Like you're spraying people with alcohol below you that may or may not want to have that on them. I, I don't. I don't think you do that. No, nah, I'm more. Uh, I have. I have more of a problem with his you. brother, man. Like, I can't. His, his brother, brother is obnoxious. You talk, you talk about obnoxious. Uh, it, it, it's acts more, like a twelve year old. Yeah, 
and I'm, i can't stand it i've never really heard his thoughts on it he probably tries to stay away from it as much as possible but patrick can't like his brother doing all the dances there's no way but i, guess I wonder he, if he ever looks at him while he's warming up because he does it on the sideline during warm-ups on I want, sean taylor's number that's re- see and that is just unbelievably I, I, I think disrespectful the Chiefs should pull should not have him on the Stop sideline disrespecting me bro yeah like don't do that <laughs> they should not give him that access but yeah. like him be on the i wonder if patrick is like throwing passes and he looks over there and sees him doing some kind of dance and he goes oh my god i know i will say that. i would go over there and be like hey dude can you not do that yeah who owns the chiefs the family the jackson mahomes yeah <laughs> isn't it the hunt family yeah or it was Have you seen the daughter of who the owner no she she prances on the sidelines with high heels i mean she's a smoke show on a positive, they've got that going for. On a negative, they've got Mahomes' brother. Uh, a beauty pageant? Oh, yeah. She's like a beauty queen. Gracie Hunt. Gra- yes. Knockout. Gracie Hunt. Now, what we need is more of her and less of Patrick Mahomes' brother. Jackson. Yeah. Sorry, Jackson. You've been Sorry, replaced. Jackson. Now, that, Get she's the, the hell one, out of here. She's the one that needs to be doing the TikTok dances. Uh, Chad said his favorite part of the Bucks Rams game was Indomitian Sue complaining about getting kicked by oh, Matt Stafford. How ironic. The tables after, have turned. after a career of kicking yeah. and stomping. And With Matt Sue. Stafford as a teammate of I Matt know. Stafford. Yeah. Former teammates. How hypocritical. Exactly. So, uh, what a. What, that was. And then Brady. Brady getting a penalty for, yeah. bar- for barking at the, uh, at the referees. Maybe because he got – I mean, he probably spit some blood on their face. All-time best weekend of football, Troy. Dean I mean, the when's playoffs. the last time you've seen four games like that in divisionals all never, ever on never. walk-off space? Never. never. Yeah. That ever. was amazing. It's, it's never. Someone said they shouldn't even do the Super Bowl. They should just do like a best-out-of-seven series with uh, Chiefs Bills. Chiefs Bills. Yeah. I mean, Allen and Mahomes throwing like that. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. It is a shame someone had to lose. All right. Um, who – who you got moving forward? Do you care? I, I, so you're not pulling for the Chiefs. No. I tell you what, I think the 49ers have something going right now. I just think they kind of got some magic. They, they got to produce more points. They need to the, score I, an offensive touchdown. They and haven't even done that. I know. Look how good they're doing without even doing that. So who needs touchdowns? <laughs> Imagine once they start scoring offensive touchdowns. My goodness. Uh, I don't know, man. I just have this weird feeling about the 49ers. Well, they've beaten the Rams they, twice already this season. Well, look, look what they've done. They, first of all, they had to go on the road. And knock off Dallas on a road. That's always look. Beat it, winning a playoff game on the road is very difficult. Then they had to go on the road in, in Green Bay and do it again. Man, I'm telling you, I just I think they're on to something right now. And now they're going to play in uh, not not a huge road environment, probably. In no, LA. I think their fans are going to buy up half the stadium. I think it'll be split fifty fifty. I think the LA fans aren't into the Chargers. It's a transplant deal. What about the Rams? I mean, the Rams. And I bet you the half the stadium will be 49er fans. Was it L.A. or was it Las Vegas where they had like a lightning strike and they had to that was delay LA. the game? Yeah. So, hope the weather's fine. Hope we, <laughs> hope, we hope to start the game on time. Yeah. And, uh, In a dome. Who, who you like on the AFC side? I just hope Kansas City loses. I don't want to see. you got to pull for the Bengals. I mean, yeah, the Bengals will be fun, Bengals. but I don't. I'm pulling for the Bengals. I don't know if they're ready. They already beat the Chiefs this season, so maybe they can do it again. Uh, We'll have the games coming up this Sunday right here on Pirate Radio. All right, uh, Shirley Rhodes, let's open up the booty bag here on a Monday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 boo
booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250. Shirley, what are we giving away to start off the week? Lunch for two at tiebreakers. All right, sounds like a plan. 317-1250, what call are you looking for? 12. Caller 12. We will have our winner and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Steve Hill of Greenville. Walked away with lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day. At 11 a.m., it is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, back with you here. Monday edition, Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock, Troy D. Troy had uh, ECU baseball media today, media day today. Yeah. When there's snow on the ground, that means it's time baseball for time. some baseball. Load up the John Fogarty. It's time to to play. This might have been my. This might have been like my twenty fifth baseball media day. I hated that I couldn't get there. Talked about it earlier. Was uh, working the Brian Bailey show. Trying to think my my first year was probably mid mid nineties when I started going to a baseball media day. So who was the coach? Coach O. Uh, It was Coach O or Keith Eclair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, coach O was coach when I was in school, and Keith picked up what mid nineties. Ever since I've been uh, covering the program and following, it's been a Godwin at the helm. Yeah, Billy then Cliff. Yeah, um, with Amazing in between. No, or no, Amazing was before them. That's right. Correct. Yeah, uh, Troy, you asked Coach Godwin about the preseason accolades. Uh, by the way, another one came out today. Baseball America had East Carolina what fifteenth in the polls. So, uh, kind of thought we, we he's given his answer on this quite a bit, but he did yep. ha- say his preference. Well, and that was my question. Yeah, because I said I know your answer on what you think about preseason rankings. If you had your choice, would you want the team ranked preseason, or would you rather they not be ranked preseason and be overlooked versus potentially overhyped? Where do you fall on that? If you could choose, cut four, Shirley. Let's hear what he said. Well, if you want me to be totally transparent, which I normally am, is I'd rather not be ranked because then they stay hungry. And I said this to Brian Bailey earlier. You look across college athletics and you pick the sport, football, basketball, baseball, there's more upsets, so to speak, than there's ever been. Why is that? Well, it's because of social media. It's because kids from 18 to 22-year-old cannot handle reading good stuff about themselves and still having an edge about them. And uh, that's why I am the way I am. Look, you, you can like Nick Saban, you can hate him, but it is rat poison. I mean, you look at Bill Belichick, you look at the most successful coaches in the country, and they talk about it being noise or rat poison, whatever it may be. So if I had to pick, I'd say, yeah. But, you know, I can look out there and say that we're talented. I mean, look, we got a really good team on paper, but guess what? Well, that'll get you nothing. Uh, we had a good team in 2017, and, and that's the experience I, I pass along to these guys. 
Jeff Palumbo, myself, and Womack, we're the only ones that are still here from the, the 17th year. Everybody else has moved on elsewhere. And that was the cool thing about Matt Bridges and Cam Colmore and Tyler Smith last year. They could give them experiences. Hey, guys, like if you don't handle your business, this is what's going to happen. Now, the older guys have heard of me say it so much, they probably can recite what I say. But it, it, it's real, man. It's real. And, and I'm happy now, looking back on it, that we had 17 because it gave me a time to reflect. And I tell people all the time that – the best thing that has happened to ECU baseball since I've been here was us losing the conference tournament championship game in 17 because we would not have had 18. We would not have had 19. We would not have had 2021. And you look at the GPAs that we've had, we wouldn't have had those GPAs. We've been four and a half years with a 3.41 team GPA or higher. Man, that's pretty impressive. That's a credit to our guys, our coaching staff, Rebecca Wade, our academic advisor. Cliff Collins referring to that 2017 year where they were top 10 preseason yeah. and ended up missing the tournament. Made Correct. a run in the conference tournament, but came up short in the championship game. And he has said that countless times, Troy. He's gone back to that year and said he's glad they didn't make it to the tournament because they didn't earn it. Huge disappointment that year as it was a major letdown for the program. And there were people starting to question, well, man, what what's going on here? But uh, to, to Cliff Godwin's credit, use that as motivation to future teams, the, the the team, as he mentioned, the 18, the 19 team, to not let that happen again. And I've talked to Cliff off the air about it, and he's, uh, it's when he says that he means it, that he it ended up being one of the – a blessing in disguise, if you will, one of the best things to happen for them to kind of regroup, refocus. And it gets to the psychology of coaching and the psychology of playing with – you know baseball and players and you can have great talent clip but how do you utilize that talent how hungry are these players i'll take guys that maybe aren't as talented but give maximum effort have that chip on their shoulder and play their hardest every time versus talented guys that you know half-ass it so to speak well they better have a chip this year because they are taking on a lot of tough opponents cliff godwin talked about the challenging schedule this is number five yeah, I, I think that uh, Jeff and I, we, we probably put together probably the toughest schedule that we've ever had. So uh, that'll be uh, very challenging for us to be able to maneuver through. And look, if we play the way we are capable of playing, then it'll put us in a good position to be where we want to be in the postseason. But if we don't play well at any given day, it doesn't matter who you, you pick on that schedule, we can lose for sure. So it's, it's a good opportunity for our guys to go out there and compete at the highest level. All right, Shirley, let's also hear cut number nine. We ask this question every year. When guys leave, who's going to take over, step up, and step into those roles? And, man, a lot of big shoes to fill from last year's team. Cliff Godwin talked about that cut nine. First off, I say it all the time, is you you don't replace Francisco. You don't replace Norby. You don't replace Gavin Williams. And you don't replace Colmore and Bridgie and Smitty. The, the collective unit needs to, you know, pick it up. And uh, we've got a bunch of guys, in my opinion, that can be very good offensively. Uh, we can run out a team that is very, like, as, as good as defensive team we've ever had here. Or we can go really offensive. Um, makes our jobs as coaches a little bit harder. Um, we're as deep on the mound, if not deeper. And we're as talented on the mound, if not more talented than we've ever been here. Some of it is some youth. But at the end of the day, you know, we had a team meeting yesterday. Would you rather have experience or would you have, rather have very talented young arms down there that are better as a group than we've ever had? 
I don't know. You flip a coin. So at the end of the day, we just need those guys to be the best version of themselves. And if they're that, then we'll be fine. But, you know, do I think we're going to hit as many home runs as we hit last year? Uh, I don't know. Um, I think we've got a chance to have more guys that have five to eight, five to ten home runs, one through nine, than we've ever had before. I think we're faster as a team um, this year um, as a unit. So uh, we can be more versatile at stealing bases and, and uh, of course, executing our bunt game. All right, there is Cliff Godwin from earlier today at ECU Baseball Media Day. A lot more from Cliff Godwin and the players coming up later on this week on Pirate Radio Live. Let's take our last break. We'll come back and have more for you on this Monday edition of PRL. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. It was a good day. The Dow was up 99 points. It closed at 34,364. NASDAQ was ahead 86 at 13,800. And the S&P was also up 12 points at 4,410. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All right, going to be a little odd tonight. No Monday night football for the first time since August. Yep. That's a bummer. So hopefully you got something to watch. And we were talking about during the break. I got hooked on uh, Dexter. Dexter on ice. <laughs> on ice, as I like to call it. Damn, I forgot it now. What is it? First it's, blood? Yeah. But he, instead of being in Miami, he's up in uh, Iron Lake, New York, which I think is a fictional city. But, man, did I, get, I got hooked on that thing again. After the football game last night, I binge-watched the last three episodes. I couldn't turn it off. And I don't watch much stuff. Like, I'm not a big streamer. I'm not a big binge watcher. Dexter. Uh-huh. You're a flipper. You're an accidental yeah. flipper. But Dexter is because my friend Michael C. Hall is Dexter that I grew up with. Like, I'm obviously like him. But he's incredible. Like, just the storyline is so good. I know you've got a few episodes to go. Yeah. And I'm warning you, once you start watching it, you're going to have to, like, finish it. Well, i got nothing to do tonight. Yeah. That would be a great thing to watch. My binge for the weekend, I watched, they just released the first half of the last season of Ozark, and I watched every episode. Haven't that watched dropped. that yet. I hear it's good. Really good. Maybe that might be my new thing when, when there's nothing to watch on, you know, sports wise, which is getting ready to be. And uh, I did also tell you you should watch Righteous Gemstones. I think there's three episodes of the new season of that out, but there's a whole season. That's the one with the. Um, the guy from uh, Eastbound and Down. I was, yeah, I showed you. It's a yeah. comedy about a like evangelist family. That's really oh, yeah. good uh, on HBO. So there you go. I did. Uh, my son had me watch. He's already watched. He's like, Dad, I think you'll like it. It's called All American. Have you seen that? I have not. That's pretty good. It's a story of uh, a high school kid, a football player. Heard that, about it? I think it's pretty good. So we've, we're about three episodes deep in All American. It's a something we can do together. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Father-son time. There you go. All right. Troy D., we'll talk to you Thursday. Yep. Touchdown Tony Collins will join me and you. It'll be fun. 
Week is flying by. The month is flying by. Cliff, it'll be February before you know it. This is... This is our second to last Monday in January. And when I talk to you next Monday, it'll be the last day of January. Believe it or not. Wow. One month gone. Surely, Chandler, CJ, we'll see you. Spring is almost here. All right. Spring is almost springing. Knocking on the door. See you, folks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.